Fuck you, Dave. 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 Más race con huevos, güey. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Well, hello again, everybody. And we're back with another episode of Fuck You, Dave. I'm here with a very good friend of mine uh, by the name of Alan Vasquez. Uh, a little bit of background on this guy. He's a very talented photographer, videographer as well, and just an overall good dude. And he's also known to be quite the fucking super spreader. I call <laughs> Alan the super spreader, fucking Vasquez. Yeah, I did. I did spread it. Yeah, bit. yeah. So if you guys don't know, if you guys remember. This is the guy that's responsible for me getting COVID back in December. <laughs> you and a couple other people. And quite too. a bit. Quite a fucking, quite a bit of people. But uh, what the fuck is going on, dude? Uh, not much, man. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on your show. You Always. Know? If you guys don't, obviously I don't have video going on, but if you guys don't see him, but Alan's a little nervous. I don't know why, but it's fine. That's yeah, I'm, I'm just not used to doing anything that's like this, like focused, you know, like I usually... You know, at the meets I socialize, and but in terms of my work, I tend to just let the work speak for itself. You know. Yeah. No, I see that. Like, well, obviously, uh, just recently, like, like you see, like, I don't post post a lot of myself on stories. Every once in a while, I just fuck around. But like, I, I feel what you're saying. I usually let the work speak for itself, and it's funny because, like, since I don't I don't post myself as often, so when I do meet like a new model that I've been following for a while, and they've been following each other, mutual respect of work. Yeah. Like, oh. It's you. I was like, you get those reactions, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I want obviously this as as I've gotten you know friends on here, you know, mostly photographers so far. Yeah, is it's been more like a Q and A and shit like that, except with fucking Matson and fucking Blueprint, because you know, well, Blueprint it was more like an overall conversation, which kind of cool because it went, it went you know like talking about himself and yeah and so forth but like you know with Mattson, it was just i tried it i was gonna do a q a but it fucking went off the rails like from the beginning <laughs> it was a total fucking shit show it, it makes a two, a two hour fucking shit show it, but it, yeah it makes sense it yeah. makes sense i mean knowing everybody yeah yeah i could see that yeah we were just talking shit the whole time it was fucking funny <laughs> yeah no but yeah, see i'm not i'm not really a shit talker i don't really you no, know i know I'm i know more like a- no i have my soundboard here which has a lot of shit talking but i was like all right i probably shouldn't be doing like 90 percent of these because like it says like paging dr faggot suck my balls <laughs> yeah you know yeah me. yeah that's not really how you know that's you not know how me. you that's not how you roll i'm more, I'm more like quiet yeah. i guess in that sense you no, know i know it's funny i'm shit. not i'm not like the quick witty guy you know no but you are out of all of us in my opinion you're like i'm not i don't mean to like suck your dick virtually here on fucking <laughs> podcast either but you know in my opinion you're probably one of the top photographers in la like no bullshit Wow. Like, I, I admire your work 100%, what you do. You're always looking for that. You know, even though, like, for example, when, like, it, when we go and we set up at, like, Arden Show or whatever, you fucking, like, you have your spot. You set up. Yeah. But you're not just taking, like, normal poses and shit like that. Like, in the space you work with, you get extremely creative in what you're doing and, you know, how you're fucking putting everybody and shit like that. So, like, every once in a while I look at your stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fucking dope. I'm like, okay, put that in the back of my mind for the next time, you know, and like, just yeah. pick up on it and do my twist on it and shit like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah but that's all. I, I always try to be um i guess aware and they're conscious of like the personality you know like yeah and what they're bringing because sometimes Cause everybody's different right yeah everybody's different exactly and not everything works for everybody you know no 
It doesn't. That's cool. That's better. There's not so much of a glare. I no, feel like there's a, a ha- so I just turned the light off in front of us, but like I had that shit on because I do what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna start. I just bought this little Polaroid camera, oh. so I'm gonna start taking a picture of everybody that comes through. Oh yeah, but it's kind of dark in here, right? So like I was gonna throw the light on to you know, to help the, with the with the exposure. Oh but, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Makes but, sense. Makes sense. But anyway, so talk to me about yourself. So uh, keep, let's talk. Okay, we, I know. Because I know, like, you're one of the few people that I've actually, like, had long conversations with about, you know, grew up and shit like that. But, like, just so people get, a, like, a new perspective on you and a little insight. Right. So, what is your ethnicity? Oh, uh, I'm Colombian. Colombiano. Orale. Yeah. Was the coke at, homie? <laughs> yeah, no. That's one thing. I'm not. Cocaine I'm not, is America's uh, cup of thing. coffee. Oh, shit. You oh, I didn't hear that. that. I heard something. Cocaine is America's cup of coffee <laughs> yeah straight <laughs> up right yeah no i'm i don't um yeah of course that's in my culture right you know i mean it's a mm-hmm. colombian thing you know so are roses roses really yeah we're one of the the top exporter of roses in the world interesting and emeralds best emeralds in the world come from colombia so from colombia you can either get cocaine Coffee or roses or emeralds yeah coffee too cafecito no no oh, fucking love colombian coffee yeah Coffee's good. Not as good as fucking. Well, okay, the beans. But I'm like, I, I don't know if Cuba has you make you know they they, they grow their own beans or whatever. But mm. but a Cuban style coffee, a, a, cafe, a cafe cubano. Yeah. Fucking a. Yeah. yeah. I, I was all up on those shits like because there's, there's a spot here down the street from where we live. No, not down the street, but a couple, like a couple miles down, mm-hmm. called Tierra Mia Coffee. I, I know you've seen them around. No, no, you haven't. No. So there's like a, it's like a, it's like a Mexican Starbucks. Oh, okay. So like when you have like a frappuccino, like that you normally have like here, like a chocolate chip frappuccino, that bullshit. Yeah. You can get like a horchata frappuccino or fucking. Oh um, hell yeah. Uh, uh, like a Mexican chocolate frappuccino, yeah, a latte, yeah. shit like that, like yeah. Mexican oriented. They even have like a rice and bean one. I'm kind of scared to try that one, but rice see. and bean. Yeah, All right. It's sort of horchata meets. No, I don't know. I don't, I've never tried it. I, oh, okay. I'm kind of scared to try it. Yeah, okay. No, okay. but like, anyways, they they also do a cafe cubano. But so I'm like, fuck, and I'm always every time I do something or get something, I always find a way to make it my own. Like, so I always look oh, at yeah. the recipe, so I figure out how to do it. I was like, fuck, the way you have to do it is like, you're going to fucking froth the sugar. And I usually don't take a lot of sugar in my drinks. So after that, I'm like, okay, I'm not fucking drinking these fuckers no more because like, they put a shit ton of sugar in that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually quit sugar about almost two years ago now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, stopped, I became a pescatarian and I quit sugar at the same right. time. Just, I have a medical thing, mm-hmm. you know. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. But Tommy, so where did you, where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from the East Coast, actually. I'm from Queens. Queens, Queens New York. New York, yeah, yeah. All right, Queens yeah. Boulevard, what's up? Yeah, I lived right off of Queens Boulevard on oh, 67th Drive. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. How, how, how old were you when you came out here? Uh, when I came out here, I was 17. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've been here since 17? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, mo- most of my life at this point is... Yeah la you know i mean i'm new york like tupac you know born, grew, yeah, yeah, yeah. born and raised in new york yeah. to live and die in la that's yeah, how true, i see it because i i ain't ever leave in la as far as i can see it you know yeah i mean fuck i'm always i've always been enamored with the idea of like living in new york and shit living in the busy ass town oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. living in the fucking skyscrapers skyscrapers all that shit but it's too fucking expensive yeah. new York's I, don't know still- how pe- I don't know how people do it i really don't I don't understand how people are living in L.A. right now. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. like, inflation, just shit, fucking prices for everything just 
Keep going Everything up. took a dump, dude. Everything took a dump. It's insane. It's, it's like the perfect storm of everything. Yeah, all around. Gas, too. You know, people blame fucking Ukraine and that war, but it was a long time coming no. already. Yeah. I'm like, you don't you don't raise your price on gas from one week to the next and because of war that we're not even involved in. And then fucking all of a sudden, yeah. like one week to the next, oh, prices are fucking up because we don't go through that much fuel. There was nothing in reserve, motherfuckers. You gotta- it's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, we actually do have tons of reserve, like in terms of the, the country, but... I don't know, man. Like, I, I like. I don't want to get like. If I start getting into political stuff, because I won't stop. Because I'm super politically like. I have opinions on a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, so do I. Let's not go there because we'll probably yeah. we'll probably clash on something. Well, it? I'm sure. I mean, whatever. You know, everybody. That's a, that's the whole thing. Like, not it doesn't like, matter. Like respectfully, right? And it doesn't matter. I mean, the important thing I think, or the thing I wish, is that people would just talk because communication. There's nothing wrong with communication. No, nothing at all. But people don't do it, and especially now, you oh, know, shit, more been, so and more so. I've been swayed a couple of times on different stances that I've had, you know, from what I stand to the back to the to the other side, simply because of conversations I've had and come to a realization that okay, maybe I wasn't I wasn't well informed, and you know, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't correct, and it, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a pattern of learning, and you know, it's all natural. The the thing is, ultimately, you know, it's a lot of opinions, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and 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 the problem with the political process is that everything becomes so polarized. So, like, yep. if, if you're yep. with this party, the, you have to stick to these ideals. These are the things that you're supposed to believe and support. Mm-hmm. And if you're with this party, this is what you're supposed to believe and support. Yeah. And the thing is, ultimately, we're human beings. And and if you really think about anything, you can't if you're, say on one well, side. Well, if you're intellectual, yeah. you'll see the every facet of mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. argument. So if you see every facet of an argument, why are you forced to... Why is it forced to be black and white? It, I know. I agree with you. Life is not black and white. I forgot who I was telling. I was like, look, I'm fucking Mexican, but fucking the Democrat Party is not going to get my vote for free. You have to fucking work for that shit, man. Yeah, dude, all of it. All of and, it. And, it, and it, I, I personally don't like the fact that as a minority, not just me, the African-American community and all that, like they uh, politicians assume that just because we're that, they get the they get a handed out down vote as liberal to a Democrat party mm-hmm. that I probably don't even identify with nowadays. Yeah, well, there's a there's a lot of uh, honestly, there's a lot of conservative Latinos. There is uh, now a, a lot, a, a, a lot. lot, especially. I mean, especially if you're like, for example, on the east, on the east coast, coast of Florida, yeah, like, if you're Cubans. Cuban, Mm-mm. dude, you're right wing. Yeah, I mean, all day just, long. And even then, look, I said that, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some liberal Cubans too. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like, there's yeah, we're speaking, variety. We're speaking in majorities, and we're speaking in gen- generalities. We're, we're generalities. Exactly, yeah, yeah. you took the word out of my mouth. You know, the exceptions are always there. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, anyways, so let's get off that <laughs> off that one. So, 17 years old, you're not here. Yeah. But what brought you guys out here? So, uh, well, we didn't come together. So basically, oh, okay. so so my story basically starts with. Uh, you know, uh, I guess I was like, my I was six years old. My sister was five years old when mm-hmm. my parents split up. Okay. And that that's basically the start of everything because when they split up, um, for the next, we were in Queens, uh-huh. but then for the next three years, and they're formative years, you know, it's like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know your exact age at that point, mm-hmm. but we b- started bouncing around. You know, okay. my mom and my dad, my dad especially were moving around mm-hmm. so we would be in one school for two months another school for four months another school for like six months mm-hmm. and we bounced around a lot and 
that really, I think that's what started, you know, really forming my personality because I really got good at like, for example, socially meeting and bonding with people. You were forced into it. You had to. Yeah, you have to be social. Otherwise, you're going to be completely isolated, right? Correct, yeah. So, so I got good at, like, you know, just talking and being friendly and, like, like meeting people. Icebreaking and fucking just taking that first step. And Yeah. I hear you. But I got bad at keeping touch with people. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Because because, it was, well, I can, I can understand because it was a constant... You know, influx of new faces exactly. and new people coming yeah, in. Yeah, new your schools, life. new everything. Yeah. So, so like every time you go to a place, it's like all, a whole new thing. Yeah, and you need to like you know try to make friends and all this stuff. But then the second you move to the other next place, uh-huh. it's like you sort of keep in touch for a minute. Yeah, but then after a while, it just falls off. Yeah, and and yeah. the more you do that, the more it's like that. So like for the next three years, you know, which ended really with us in Colombia and we wound up with Colombia for a year uh-huh. and even in Colombia my dad we, w- we went to two different schools you know oh, and, okay. and so within that year we were in two we're different still schools still. yeah and you know it, it was amazing because you know my dad's always like uh, pursued his passions okay my, my dad's where I get all my artistry from oh okay you know like he, he's a diamond setter you know uh, jewelry designer mm-hmm amateur but extremely talented hobbyist photographer mm. so i you know musician like like in other words we like we grew up with photography uh-huh. and with music in the house and even with with super eight like video you know not pre this is pre-video i'm talking about film yeah, yeah, yeah you know like we had a dark room in the house oh okay and he always had a dark room in the house even after he started moving we would have a dark room mm-hmm. so I grew up around that, you know, like yeah, that's fucking cool. Pre Instagram, we would have like slideshow night. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, we would watch slides, you that's know. And, sick. and my dad's photography was fucking dope, you know. It Do was you like, still have a lot of his work still? Uh, he still has a lot of it, but you know, for example, when my parents split up, like my dad had the biggest record collection okay i mean he had thousands of records i'm uh-huh. talking about like hendrix and beatles and like fucking janice joplin whoever it may have been like original press yeah like 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 afro-cuban shit like like uh, all you know colombian like yeah. you know cumbia like, bolero shit like yeah that. yeah like like the 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 amount of music that we were exposed to mm-hmm. as kids was huge the spectrum the variety was crazy that's fucking awesome yeah with with music and with art with mm-hmm. photography with video with the whole deal and um but for example when they split up mm-hmm. you know my mom wound up with a lot of the stuff okay. and you know look i love my dad to death and nothing but respect because he's probably going to be listening to it but my my Shout dad, out to your dad my dad is yeah you know i love my dad yeah yeah but my dad's also one of the most irresponsible people that I've ever met in my life, period, to this day. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, sorry, Dad, but it's true. And, like, you know, my dad didn't help my mom, really, you know? Uh-huh. And my mom struggled, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom worked her ass off. My mom worked up to three jobs at a time, you know? And, like, and you know, at one point, she had all these fucking records. Okay. And she sold them. Well, I mean... She had to make make ends meet. I get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and like it's crazy because in hindsight, it's like fuck, man. I wish I had that record collection. It would be fucking sick. It'd be sick. Yeah. But but you know whatever. It's just that's the way life goes. You no, know, yeah, I get that. And, and the thing is, ultimately, you know, it's funny. Like where I find myself right now, I'm finding that 
materialism doesn't mean shit like honestly well, minimalism they're all, they're, all, they're all nice to have everything is cool to have but the thing is ultimately minimalism is the way to go mm-hmm. like anything that you experience fucking hold that in but like for example spotify and, and or apple music whatever however you listen to your right. music or stream your music mm-hmm. dude you have everything. And access to everything yeah so if you have access to everything you don't need to actually have anything and i understand to some extent you're paying fees like mm-hmm. continuously yeah but, but it's it's a convenience fee which i would pay for any fucking day right and you don't have to have things and the thing is ultimately the more things i mean if you look at the process of everything mm-hmm. everything is materials so if we're using raw materials yeah. and this is where i start getting not so much into the political thing but mm-hmm. the but the way the whole system works like the whole environmental things and yeah how we, like how do we, we need to fucking cut down trees in order to have the paperwork that's like the artwork for the that that holds the disc i and get like, that I you know that. like so that and then the disc itself is plastic as, and like as someone that's nostalgic and about feeling things and and which, and in the cd's a whole experience i'm gonna I, say fuck yes yeah and i do love and respect that dude like anybody that wants to do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. i fucking admire i respect all right. good but like me for me personally mm-hmm. i'm to the point where it's like okay if we don't need to do that right and, and i i dude i have on on any whatever your your streaming service is, mm-hmm. you have more music than you could ever yeah. possibly own. You know what's so yeah. So here's the thing that I've always like fucking trip balls on. Like I love music. You know yeah. we've had a conversation about we I fuck and everybody knows I fucking love my music. But I see some of the kids in the, from previous gen, from newer generations, they always have their headsets on their iPods. On, you know like, you know they're always listening to something, and I'm like. There's no way in fucking hell that you're gonna go through every single piece of music. You're like, like I get, I get it, but so as much as I love music, I don't get having it being plugged in all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because like I feel like okay, like when I have those on, I'm isolating myself from whatever the fuck's going on too. It's a weird thing because like the only time I would ever have those on was when I was walking home from school. Yeah, and you know, like and, and even then, if I'm walking with somebody, I don't have it on because we're having conversations. Right, and so like I trip out because like I'm like. You know, as much as I love my phone because, like, uh, how convenience of it, I think we're losing a lot, you know, from being so tied up to the convenience of having everything at our at our fucking beck and call and Spotify being one of them, which I love, by the way. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's the whole thing that modern uh, technology and social media brings, right? There's there's a sense of, of isolational, isolationism yeah. that... You know, you're so literally wrapped up. Like, look at you know every look at kids on their phone. I mean, All look day. at everybody on their phone nowadays. You know, and they're walking down the street. Even when they get outside, mm-hmm. they're inside because they're sitting there looking at their screens when they're outside. So it's like you never detach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's literally constant, constant. Um, you're constant engagement in the in your device. Yeah, 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 and stimulus, and you're just constantly stimulating your mind for anything. Like it could be music, it could be photos, it could be video, it could be anything. But it's this constant distraction of like, or not getting that dopamine fucking hit. Yeah, there's no quiet, alone, and or being with somebody. You know, I can't fall asleep with like the TV on or radio. Because my mind doesn't fucking yeah, settle no, down. I, I need absolute quiet and absolute yeah. darkness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so like 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 uh, you know, like Nini likes to have the fucking TV on. So what I do, I have to fucking literally put my back 
toward the TV so I can actually, you know, so I can like get get rid of the white noise a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. I just can't. But anyway, so so going back to um, to that, so we you know we bounced around like crazy, and then eventually, around sixth grade, we wound up back in Queens. You know, and uh, from then on, you know, like going to, I mean, on the East Coast and back then it was junior high school, right? Yeah. So, so like, uh, I was in the same junior high school and the same high school in, in Queens. So then okay. that was my sense of, like, that's my establishment. Everything pre-sixth grade is all a blur. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think it is for probably for most people, too. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. I don't know, I've always thought about it as, like, you know, you're... Your memories are only so, the, the your brain has a finite capacity of memories, in my opinion, or accessing yeah. right. I, yeah. And yeah, so as you get older, you yeah. know, stuff leaves and, and it gets rewritten. You know, well, it's still there because, like, for example, if they do a, a brain surgery, right, and uh -huh. they stimulate certain parts of your brain, you mm -hmm. can literally recall things that you would never have normally oh, recalled. Okay. So it's all there. No, it's I mean, met metaphorically, like you know, like yeah, like, they'll, you can't they'll access you can't you know? access and recall. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. So that's a whole different. Huh, thing. Yeah, the, we, can go fuck, we can talk about the brain and its functionality for fucking hours at a time. Oh it's yeah, a, absolutely. It's a fascinating thing. Absolutely, no question thing. about that. So, uh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Cover that. So I don't know if you want to. You know, we want to uh, for the ladies out there. You want to give us your ASL. Yes. Sex location. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? what? I don't get. I'm trying to give you a help here. Like, uh, remember the fucking old chat room days? You know, the a ASL. You know, fucking you know, question mark. You know, what's your age? What's your sex? And what's your location? Oh yeah. I mean, um, um, I'm single. If that's what you mean, is yeah. that what you're talking Ladies, about? Ladies, holla. Yeah, I, I am definitely single. Um, yeah, and I'm. I'm I mean, you know. I actually asked you the other day to take a photo of me because honestly, like, um, you know, I don't know. I guess nowadays you meet a lot of people online, right? Yeah. Uh, I normally have, like I said before, I've had a bad luck with that shit. But like, yeah, it's a common thing. Yeah. It's yeah, a common so, thing. So, you know, whatever. Usually like cat I usually catfish people, you know. I fucking throw a picture of like a fucking very muscular body with my fucking face on it. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm on the west side too, so you know. Now you're on the west side? Well, El Segundo, right? I'm right at the beach. It's more like south. Oh, that's the cold. Yeah, the the, it's the bay. South Bay. South Bay. Yeah. 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 I love El Segundo. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, it's cool. It's quiet. You know. It is. It is. Yeah, I got I walk to the beach, and you know, it's cool. I I love that aspect. That so, part ladies, of it. if you like to uh, walk to the beach, you know, yeah, uh, hit up my boy. <laughs> no, but uh, so. You said a couple of things that were, that were very interesting because I didn't have it, so I'm fascinated by it. you know the fact you guys you guys had slideshow days, you know as a family event, you know instead yeah. of movies. That's fucking dope. Yeah, and it was mostly like your dad's photography that you guys would be looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean, and you know, movies was also another big thing for mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, like all the classics and shit. Yeah, like and anything art. We're really, really like I I think my sister and me have always really been into like anything artistic you know and inc including reading yeah reading's awesome i used to, uh, yeah i was like immersed in books what's like, your, your favorite author um shit uh i mean i like Kuntz. I, you know obviously stephen king was yeah. like you know huge um 
I don't know. I, li- I like so many different things. I-, I I've read so many different types of novels and like um, I really like novels and, and fiction a lot. I mean, I like so nonfiction I. also. Uh, fiction is for me. I, I I like to get emerged and I, I personally like as much as you know. So there's my favorite author is Ken Follet. Okay. So like like the historical romance because okay. he does like these like 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 these grand stories that are kind of wrapped around world events uh-huh. like World War Two, or World oh, yeah, War yeah. One. The so they're like epics. Oh, they're fucking epic stories, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all fiction, but they always have like this like this like this love story behind it. And uh-huh. they're, they're, it's just he has a very beautiful way of writing. And his character development is fucking insane. Yeah, which is but awesome. my my favorite book is from him. It's a book called Pillars of the Earth, mm. and it's 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 it that takes place like in you know like in the medieval times, mm. and it revolves around a family that's from the head of the family is a mason, and he's traveling around trying to find work, and he fucking lands work in making a cathedral, uh. and it's like the whole story of you know like how it started off, and then like generations going forward, and it's like a three book epic series that like spans like. 150 years it's it's pretty sick it's pretty sick yeah it's trippy with the masons and and the church churches right church building to be exact all the beautiful cathedrals like in spain and england and it talks about that like 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 how the style of like cathedrals that were made in england like and then how they how the architecture and the engineering like if you just went across the fucking sea and went to spain it was totally different yeah because they figure out how to make them taller and air more airy and shit like that and more yeah. epic and like yeah so it's 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 actually the way he explains it and shows everything it's fucking sick it's 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 it's, it's a and it goes to the plague too and shit like that oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty badass yeah like the, the stories it's, it's, it's insane yeah I, lo- I love history yeah like like just world history you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what what was happening in europe at the time what was happening in the americas yeah. and a you know different countries in asia you know whether it's china or japan the mongols you know the mongolian history is crazy yeah. i mean dude there's dna like wise Khan, yeah yeah they're dna wise there's more mongolian dna in people than almost anything else isn't isn't it something to the point of like something on like two percent of the world's population can be traced back to Genghis Khan or something like that something like that yeah and then then to the point where like also like and i always hear this like in the fucking rogan podcast because he's also obsessed with fucking con but uh he uh well something like the amount of people that he killed literally changed the carbon footprint of the world like like to this day like he killed like after how many millions of fucking people yeah i mean he's the greatest conqueror in history right fucking insane yeah i insane. mean there, there's a few of them him alexander the great Alexander the great yeah i mean i don't know like war war and, and the history of war is a whole <laughs> other thing right why are why our species is so fucking violent i mean we're capable of like such incredible beauty and yeah. then also such absolute destruction fucking look at the aztecs look at what the you know the yeah the architecture and like the 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 the, the culture that but also it was all based around conquering and you know yeah. taking over all everybody around and yeah. fucking human sacrifice yeah and they look at someplace like 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 uh just recently like you know like western america like like the comanches how fucking violent they were dude yeah yeah, they, yeah, super violent. The Comanches were fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. That's why ultimately. That's why they couldn't conquer they, the West for a long time. Yeah, and that's why they didn't make it. Right. It wasn't until like the invention of the revolver that they were able to fucking conquer the Comanches. Because yeah. you you think of the way at that time, like the prog- the progression of like like in- war engagement. It was always okay. You fucking lined up. You know, you fucking loaded your musket. Shot. 
boom, move forward, next, you know. Yeah. It was always turn by turn, but if you got close enough, it was like organized engaged. war. Yeah, organized war. Yeah. And here these guys come, you know, or American armies, at least, you know, the, the early American army, you know, coming through trying to fucking get a hold of these guys. These fuckers are on fucking on horses, shooting arrows, fucking holding four at a time and laying fucking fah, yeah. Fah, yeah, without fucking like you know riding the horse without actually fucking like holding on to them, they yeah. fucking slaughtered cra- like people yeah. like fucking crazy. Because yeah. I'm like that 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 method of war when they faced them, they, they can tell they were just it was they were they were they were out they were outmaneuvered. Well, gunpowder gun itself. I mean, it's crazy if you look at history uh, in that sense, right? So gunpowder itself, once. And let me just say it in this way, but once Europeans had gunpowder, that was the end of it. Because, yeah. because first with muskets and then with different you know, levels of guns in terms of technology yeah. from that point on, I mean, all the rest of the world was conquered, right? Yeah. And, and like that, that's well, that what I'm talking about like historically, other, yeah. right? Like that, com- that goes back to... Uh, what happened 14th, in Japan too? Fifth, it happened in Japan too, remember like... The salmon are away, and then here comes the West with their fucking guns. Yeah, and yeah. Was it. I mean, it, well, it c- comes down to like really the Pope in 1450, right? Sanctioning, uh, basically giving permission to Spain, mm-hmm. and then hence the rest of, of the countries like Portugal, Dan- the Danish, mm-hmm. England. You know, there was basically seven or eight countries, right? Yeah, fuck the French. That that including the French that conquered everybody else. Like, literally everybody, right. the whole rest of... Now, they didn't get through... Northern Africa, fucking... Yeah. Um, uh, what used to... What, um, all the uh, islands, modern, modern all the Turkey, Polynesian yeah. islands, the Americas. Yeah. Like, the only thing, they don't, they didn't really get through, and even then, to some extent, China and Asia... And, and Russia, and, and well, modern-day right. Russia, because of the fucking Russian winners and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, but, yeah. I mean... I could be wrong, so feel free to correct me. I am, you know, feel free to correct me, fuckers. And if you, so, I was probably going to announce it in a separate thing, but I might as well do it here. But, like, I'm switching providers as far as, like, podcast hosting. (coughs) But this episode is going to be on Anchor. And you can, and for those that are interested, you can leave me fucking voice memos. So you can feel free to talk shit and correct my ass if I say something stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh, Everybody has their, like, right. association and remembering and, like, you know what? And I don't have a genie, so you guys all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And somebody, like, could be there on their computer going, like, fact-checking. Yeah, yeah fact-checking. It's like, come on. All That's right, whatever. <laughs> so when did you actually, so knowing that your dad was, you know, a photographer, when did you actually pick up a camera that was, like, your own? Okay, or not even your own. Like literally saying, okay, this is my first roll of film. This is me fucking learning. This is me like going through the motions. Uh, well, okay. So, are you, okay. So this is a different thing because are you asking just purely about that or how I got to that? Well, let's do both. How did you get? Okay, let's tell me about that and then how did you got, how did you get to it? Okay, okay, so uh, the first time I actually, like, I don't remember when the first time I shot a camera. I, I just okay. don't remember because it just so ingrained. It, it was in the house, right? So I, I know that positively that I picked up a camera, mm-hmm. I shot photos, I developed them in our dark room okay. in the house. So I don't remember. Like I was okay. I was literally. Well, it, made, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I was. I was. Kid, just so, I, it was just. It's. 
because it was just like second nature to you because you had it around you right yeah in that, in that sense yeah okay. uh, so, so my my dad also influenced uh, my uncle who actually picked up a camera and, and turned it into his livelihood okay right? so my uncle it, it's really trippy because you know like i said my dad was off on his adventures uh-huh. you know he was a hang glider pilot and at, oh, at the time of of pioneering in the sport so uh-huh. my dad was really you know your dad's a fucking badass huh yeah my dad's a badass yeah and, and so he was like off on his adventures um and at some point it came around because my uncle when i was leaving new york to move to mm-hmm. california i actually remember um he gave me his or he get you know he had multiple cameras okay and he gave me a nikon body okay with uh, a couple of lenses mm-hmm and that was a film camera right and that was like okay you know like that's my camera you know um and i used it a few times but i was never really that was never really my focus i was never really like a photographer in that sense okay i had a camera just like anybody would just a hobbyist yeah it was just like something that you had Mm -hmm. you know i was a musician that's okay that's what i was and that's what i the reason i asked is because how did i come to actually actually shooting and like mm-hmm, becoming mm-hmm. hooked into that is actually a roundabout way okay because what i like i said i i grew you know we always had instruments in the house also my dad okay. had an organ we had a guitar we had like you know drum kit or sn- snares mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. stuff like that so somewhere like i think it was in junior high school um yeah it was in junior high school i was in ninth grade or it was the summer going into ninth grade Mm -hmm. that you know like so in eighth grade i started seeing like all the girls all the fucking hot girls that i was just (laughs) like fuck man they were all into musicians so they were like uh, you know like all the guys that played i was just like dang you know i want to get in on the fucking yeah (laughs) so so i remember i remember this guy this kid uh had a guitar and like you know the girls that the two girls that i liked the most Uh. were like talking about him and i'm like the fuck yeah so i remember uh i remember my first concert was acdc okay and i saw angus young play Mm -hmm. and up to that point i was gonna buy a keyboard okay because i was just thinking okay you know my friends are kind of buying guitars i want to do something different play keyboard but then i went to see acdc and i saw angus young playing guitar going fucking ape shit crazy on stage and i was like all right this is it i want a fucking guitar and I went back home, and you know, dude, we're first. I'm first generation Colombian American. Okay. And my mom was struggling. You mm-hmm. know, like my mm-hmm. mom worked really fucking hard, and uh, um, I talked to her, and I was like, I want a guitar. And like, she, what the she, fuck she are you and, talking about? And up to now, I've been like trying all kinds of different hobbies, and I never stuck with anything, right? Mm-hmm. Other than artsy stuff, but I, I wasn't really thinking about pursuing that stuff. Um, but I promised her I would practice and I would fucking not give up at the at guitar if she would help me get one. Right, because it's an investment. I mean, yeah, the funds are short. Yeah, the last thing you want is to fucking pick it up and then fucking put it to the side a month later and not fucking utilize it. it exactly. And I wanted I wanted the same guitar he had, a Gibson SG. Oh, okay. I wasn't gonna get a fucking like you know knockoff. Or no, like, you yeah, wanted the real shit. I wanted the real deal. So like so like I you know I begged her and it worked and I fucking helped around the house uh-huh. the whole summer blah blah blah. And I just remember you know we finally could afford it. Mm-hmm. I went and I picked it up. And that really honestly changed my life. Okay. Because I found something that 
I became obsessed with. Yeah. And I, the, the most fundamental thing of all is I learned how to learn. Not mm. the way they teach you in school, mm. which is bullshit. No, you learn your way, the way it should stick. and Yeah. That makes sense. I became passionate about fucking playing guitar, mm -hmm. about learning about the history of it, looking up to all the musicians that were like, that I thought were fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, so... Did you learn, like, like, did you, hold on, let me, let me phrase this correctly. Did you learn just about rock, or did you also go deep dive and go into, like, the classical guitar? Yeah, I, did, I, want, I didn't at first. At first, I just wanted to fucking play. Right, like, yeah. And then, and then at the time, you know, it was, like, Judas Priest and yeah, Iron yeah. Maiden and, like, all that, Ozzy, all, that, all that biker fucking, screaming fucking. Black Sabbath. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, that type of shit, you know? And then, and then fucking, I remember, like, by the point that, like, of Van Halen, mm -hmm. I remember at the point that, uh, uh, This kid that like you know because I picked oh, it that up. Oh, that are reading rock and shit. Yeah, I picked it up fast, and mm -hmm. then I started taking lessons. I started learning about other stuff like jazz. Yeah, like and I was Chords obsessed with fucking, yeah. Spanish and classical. Also, That's, no Spanish and classical fucking guitar is amazing. Yeah, and I and dude, I I fucking started learning everything, like yeah. every single type of facet or anything about guitar, and eventually I started giving lessons. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember this kid coming to me and going like. Yo, would you figure this out and teach me? Because I would learn everything by ear. I can right. figure anything out. I don't care what it was. Yeah. And and he brought me Metallica's first album, and I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! What the? What's this? Like what the fuck? Because it was a whole different level right. of of heavy. You know right. what I'm saying? Because it was faster too. This was this is what we call thrash metal. Yeah, it was ride the lightning. Because this was actually <laughs> That's the a good fun. Album. The funny thing is that that was the first album, and then I went back and I bought Kill 'Em All. Okay. You know, and like like my first experience with Metallica was Master of Puppets. And then, dude, I remember when Master. By that point, I remember when Master came out. Yeah, I fucking got that shit right away. Fucking, I love Master yeah. of Puppets because I go just so much faster. And like I, I love thrash metal. So like that was like, yeah. like, my, like my favorite one of the ball. Yeah. So so like you know so. Guitar was like a huge thing and became my life, honestly. Mm -hmm. That was my life. Like, okay. like I think of my life right now and like, I mean, everybody has thirds. If you look at the spectrum of your life, right, mm -hmm. there's three thirds. Just like any good story, beginning, okay. middle, end, right? Right, right, So right. there's your developing years, right. your first, and then there's the whole, which is the middle part of it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the end of your life, which is, which could be no less productive But it's just like a different aspect or facet of it. Mm -hmm. um, but like my once music was in my life, like like that, mm -hmm. it, it became everything to me. And and along the way, eventually, you know, I wound up in different bands, and right. then I wound up with my real band that was like, you know, the culmination of everything I had ever worked for. Okay, you know, like that was it. What genre of music were you guys fucking throwing down? We were we were new metal okay yeah yeah dude that's like yeah and we were in new metal in la when it fucking made it that was the shit like dude, new metal like, honestly like looking at it now like okay you know it, it really was a generational thing a lot of people don't appreciate new metal for what it for what it was yeah it, but, i fucking love that shit dude. yeah you know because it was it was basically you know metal was huge right and then grunge came and nirvana and fucking cobain mm -hmm. and killed yeah. hair metal which you know what yeah. I, re, may it rest in peace because who fucking dude like fuck hair metal. It, because it, it was 
there's only a couple of bands that survived and like okay in my opinion but, but if you grew up in it that's different i, I get there's still I, like some people that i know like like older cats that i know that i gonna that i work with they fucking love that hair because that's what they grew up on i'm like that's like okay it's just the fucking hair on the look right but, but, but like like when it comes to like the heaviness of it it was more just a fucking image than anything else and that's and the, I mean, if you like hair metal i'm sorry go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah no i'm serious because this is this is the thing and this is the thing i actually i draw parallels to the scene mm-hmm. and the scene i mean us like the whole like photography yeah, yeah, scene, yeah, right yeah. so so and this is i think something for people to focus on you know because the thing with the 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 importance of nirvana and grunge in that sense can't be uh overestimated i mean the, the no. thing the i mean thing is, it was an influence be, well the thing is it became a scene it became not about the art not about the music it was about it everybody yeah, it was about everything about else how do you look right. how's my fucking hair look with my fucking hairspray how's like like you, my you know, ripped up jeans my fucking blue, everything yeah. was about not the fucking music not writing mm-hmm. good songs yeah. you know like yeah. And and that's the thing, and and then Nirvana kind of brought it back to that, and then in turn that influenced new metal in the sense that when the new metal bands came out, yeah. that shit was real and it was heavy, and it was different and it was good. And then right. the other influence that also influenced new metal by that point is hip hop's fucking emergence, right? Because new they metal came out of fucking nowhere. New metal, just like fucking yeah, uh, like a, gr- a grunge. Yeah, and and it, it definitely influenced it because a lot of the crews mm-hmm, mm-hmm. changed and they were fucking percussive and rhythmic and like, yeah. you know, it was more like that. And that's definitely a hip hop influence, no question about it. So yeah, so like yeah, that influence is very apparent too. And like with me, the biggest thing that I draw out of aside from having beautiful, beautiful music out of the grunge era, which I still love. Hmm. I mean Soundgarden is still one of my oh, fucking fuck favorite. Yeah, dude. Not so much grunge, but like the LA based you know it came out here it was like stone tone pie still one of my favorites yeah nirvana without question the yeah. fucking kings of fucking of grunge uh, pearl jam obviously yeah. i'm not one i'm not even too big of a pearl jam fan but like like the like what was it is it 10 their album yeah, yeah that's yeah, a fucking 10. classic oh yeah it's a, a classic yeah. fucking album yeah um and then my favorite probably out of everything was because it was that kind of like they're like the i want to call them the avengers of the grunge metal or grunge rock is fucking Temple of the Dog. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, dude. Yeah, that, that was, that was, that was, that was a awesome. sick fucking album. Yeah, uh, fucking was Cornell, uh, was fucking yeah, with Cornell Vetter, and Eddie Vedder. Yeah, for them, them to work together like that was a fucking. I get amazing. chills every time I listen yeah, to the fucking music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then of course, the like, fucking um, Alice in Chains, probably one of my favorite too. Yeah, and, and I think Alice in Chains kind of influenced was was like. Because they weren't exactly grunge in the same way. They were more metal influenced yeah, 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 yeah. grunge. Yeah, yeah. And they were I think, a little on the heavier side of and, things, yeah. And I think that also with the emergence of Pantera. Oh, dude. Because yeah. that was fucking, no question about it, hardcore. They were more men, uh, influenced by Metallica, right? They weren't influenced by the grunge bands. And you know what's funny? Also, also side note Phil Ensemble. Yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil, Phil Ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah, the yeah, guitarist, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, a singer. No, 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 not Phil Ensemble. Fucking uh, Dimebag Daryl. Down back there. He yeah. actually auditioned. He was supposed to be in Megadeth, dude. Oh, I didn't know he looked that. At, he, looked at shit up. he was actually supposed to be um, in Megadeth, and fucking, he ended up, you know, doing this thing with fucking Pantera. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the combination of coming from the North, Allison Chains, and, yeah. and Pantera coming from Texas and yeah. stuff 
helped influence what happened in LA because all of a sudden the LA bands didn't want to be grunge Mm-mm. and were definitely influenced by the heavier shit that right. was coming out at the time. But also the hip hop emerging as well. And hip hop emerging the, and then all of a sudden there were yeah, a people. lot of bands that came out of LA mm-hmm. and like in our scene and that's that was Marcin. Like that was when You're I was about like Seven Dust and Corn and fucking System. Well, down. particularly Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine for Korn, sure. And Corn were the, the bands of LA that came out at the time and they were the predecessors of our school. Yeah. And our school out of our school came System you, you and remember, you, you can't forget fucking Deftones also and shit. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Deftones, Deftones from Bay Area. Just like 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 Musak, yeah, from Sacktown. And yeah. like the yeah, like early nineties, dude. They're fucking like yeah. well, not like ninety six, ninety seven around there. Yeah, but, yeah. But no, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. The, the people forget how okay, no, they don't forget. I guess it's not as apparent as it once was, but like the LA Rocks and they've we produced a lot well, I can't say we because I have no fucking you know, I have no say in the matter, but like the LA Rocks scene has produced a lot of fucking great acts. Oh yeah. A lot. A, a lot. lot. Yeah, for sure. Fuck no yeah. question about that. I don't think in any other city really compares. Maybe New no. York. Uh, not, uh, yeah. I mean, New York is we were talking huge, about, too. New York is huge. We're like, like the punk rock scene. Oh, yeah. And, and the and, hardcore and, scene. And San Francisco the, the entire as well. hardcore scene went like Biohazard uh, mm-hmm. out of New York. And then also, you know, uh, Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. You know, like that was all hardcore. Like the whole Chicago North was East more Coast. like the blues and some hip hop. And well, just kind of west of the fucking hip hop side. But like, but no, like it's a. Uh, who else? Okay, then we had so we talked about Seattle, which was the whole grunge era. Yeah, um, Texas. We had fucking Pantera, and pretty much I don't know a lot of other fucking bands out of Texas that came out. But it really, is just like L.A. Yeah, yeah, Tons, and it, and it's crazy. Set, well, I mean, the scene some is Bay here. in Bay Area as well. Yeah, all the record labels were here. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you asked why I ultimately came out to L.A. from New York, mm-hmm. and really honestly, because the two things that I love the most: music and film. Cool. We're in LA. It's yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. So that's really ultimately, you know, my dad wound up here first. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out here. And then my sister moved out seven years later. Uh huh. And then we were in the band. My sister was the bass player. Oh, that's in, fucking in sick. Our band. Yeah. yeah you guys, you're fucking around when you say that you guys are all artistic. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, for real. And then, uh, you know, that was our whole entire life. You know, I, my mom eventually wound up here, but that was after my sister got pregnant. Mm hmm. Um, but that's way down the line. But basically, at that point, it was all about music, you know. And music was my entire life. And like when that band broke up, you know, the common there was a lot of things going on in my life, like you know, including drugs and like this and that. And, that's common. Yeah, and like you know, when that band fell apart, when it broke up, it fucked me up. I want to like ultimately, like it's the darkest point in my life because I want I want to having a, a nervous bre- breakdown. Okay. And uh, well, I mean, it was such a big fucking thing of you, and they just all of a sudden it's no longer there. Yeah, it was because it it really was the culmination of it was my persona. It was you know, if you knew me, Mm -hmm. that was my life. And and for those that probably are not don't have an artistic outlet, I mean, that's all we have them. It's that that you know, I guess everyone does something artistic in one way one way or another. You know, whether it be photography, music, whatever. Or just drawing, you know, something. But like, people tend to forget that, you know, how how much it's needed for just our, like, our social being as an outlet to like emotion yeah. and like, yeah. you know, a, a lot of times if you don't have that outlet, you could become stagnant and fucking depressed and like yeah. you don't know what to do with yourself. It, it's it's 
it's almost like banging your head against the fucking wall. And I did not yeah. in a fucking insane asylum with four, four, four walls, no windows, and you can't yeah. do shit and just scream. You know, like it, it's 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 tough. Yeah, I I have an innate need to create. I I can't get it right. It does, because that's what I'm saying. Like music was the original part of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it shifted to the visual side yeah, of it. Yeah. And if I didn't have a way to express myself, uh-huh. like like non-verbally, mm-hmm. I would fucking lose it. Okay. I, I mean, I I don't see a point. Like I literally. Don't. No, no, no. I agree. I agree because I've had plenty of fucking hobbies myself, like throughout the throughout the ages, and like. It's not even that I'm looking for them. It's just, okay, oh, shit. It hasn't catch my attention, and I have to fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I have to try it out. Yeah. So I get that. You know, like, as much as I don't consider myself an artistic person, I am. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I, more I'm more on the technical side, like oh. like figuring shit out. Oh, okay. So that's why like, sometimes I struggle with, like, okay, fuck, something new, a concept, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but I, I get that, though. But I, I, after I get started, like, and you have that outlet, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking balls to the wall. Yeah, I'm, it, it's weird because I'm super tech, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be perfectionists. I don't know. I'm definitely a perfectionist, no question about it. I obsess over details with everything. Where does Bono um, fucking tell you guys about I, that shit? Yeah, as a Vel, you know, Mad 7, he's like, he's like, dude, you're mental. I am mental. I'm fucking <laughs> shout mental. Out, shout out to Avel. Yeah, yeah, dude, like I observe everything and I may not comment or notice it but i'm Uh super fucking observant i'm observant of everything like and it doesn't matter what the detail is it could be a visual detail it could be the way something's laid out yeah it could be a person and like mannerisms like Uh it could be like things that they're doing when they think i'm not observing but i fucking can't help it i just it's just uh, some green in you. I, yeah, and, and like I don't show my cards. I'm not a poker player because I ha- I don't have a poker face. Uh huh. You know. I, no, I, you don't. I suck at that. <laughs> like people read me. People know. Like if something's wrong with me, people know. No, that. you just fucking wear your heart on your sleeve. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. But I'm very observant. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm not. You know. So like I notice shit. I may not react to it, but I definitely pick up on everything. Yeah. You know. Speaking of his OCD, so. This is how this is how <laughs> Mr. Vasquez over here is a very uh, OCD. So he literally, before he posts on Instagram, he will literally pick out the five, six images, whatever it is. They have to be exposed the same. Yeah. Obviously, it's from the same set, so he had continuity. Continue. He had them the same, and they have to have a certain flow. You know, I, I believe it's he goes wide, mids, and then close-ups at the end or backwards. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I alternate in terms of how I put. In but terms the, of how I shoot, but there's a progression to it. Yeah, there's always a progression. I, I like starting wide. Yeah. Then I go for my mids, and then I go for my portrait. And close-ups. I do that now, and just so you know, I got oh, that from you. Oh no way! I, I got right, that from you because, like, you know, because you you have to have a start and a finish, and you can keep your center. Okay, yeah. start here, go here, then there. Yeah, yeah. And so now I, I'll be honest, I got that from you. So I do. I've incorporated that into when I shoot yeah. the same thing. And when I post, I can't do the same thing if I if I if I pick the wides, the wide, mid, and then close up to the end. Yeah. I, well, I, I tend to go. Ver, uh, I like spectrum. So like I like mm-hmm. dynamics. So okay. I'll like let's just say I post a portrait first. And my second shot would be a wide shot. And then my third, okay. not to go back to the first, would be a mid shot. Okay. I'm just saying, like, like I like dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. And so, but, so one time he fucking posted this, and I, I forgot who yeah, it was. Yeah, when you were over, you were over yeah, at the I, studio. Yeah, I was over at his studio where he works at, and he has a, 
you know, we'll talk about that right now too. But he uh, he's a director of a creative or yeah, uh, head of production, head of production uh, for his company. So he does uh, all the product photography. And yeah, it's vid- video, video and, photography. Yeah, yeah, so he does actually he does excellent excellent work. I'll be honest. Thank you. Um, and very detailed. Like the way that I, when I've what I've actually seen like his premiere files and like the like, like everything stacked and like I'm, I'm like super organized. I'm like what the fuck? It, it's just yeah. this, just looking at the at, at the video file that you're editing. I'm like holy shit! Like it's just mind boggling. I'm like I can't like the same basic bullshit edits that I do, like in video. Like I look at that. I'm like holy shit! I gotta learn more. <laughs> it, it, it it's it's a trip. It's a trip. I mean, actually, I was at, at that point. So like. Like, just so that in terms of like the di- uh, the different skill sets uh-huh. that I have, right? Mm-hmm. It came from because at the end of the band thing, uh-huh. at that band in particular, I, uh, we were releasing, we had signed a, our songwriting deal with Warner Brothers, okay. Warner Chapel. And uh, at that time, you know, it gave us a lot of free time because mm-hmm. we signed a deal. I, I was out got paid to write songs literally i was home and creating and Uh i wanted we were going to release an ep okay and i wanted to design the cd cover Mm -hmm. so i didn't know shit about it but Mm -hmm. i wanted to do it right because i we used to design our flyers like uh xerox machines right fucking like old school punk style yeah yeah, yeah, you know like that style but then you know computers and uh, you know apple my sister got a mac and i was just like oh fuck and then my my girlfriend's sister was a graphic designer and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, I'll hook you up." And she gave me Photoshop and Illustrator. Okay. And that's literally the transition mm-hmm. from my me as a musician to me as a visual artist. Okay. Because what happened was I started designing the CD cover, I designed our logo, and then I had to do all the typesetting and the graphic uh-huh. part of the booklet right and like all that stuff and i wound up doing all of it and i started learning about graphic design Mm -hmm. and then other bands were like oh shit you did that and Mm -hmm. i go yeah and they're like do that shit for us so i started doing like t-shirts and this and that so i started i became without becoming a graphic artist i became i became a graphic artist and when the band broke up and after I, you know i told you i had a nervous breakdown yeah. i fucking it was the darkest part of my life like i mm-hmm. i can't explain how fucking bad it was but it was bad mm-hmm. and but as i started coming out of that and rebuilding and and like i didn't quit music but it was never the same for me so like for the next 2 3 years i still played with other bands okay but it wasn't my thing and because it wasn't mm-hmm. my thing I felt like a gun for hire or a mercenary. I mean, you have to understand, like, even amongst the whole entire scene, and I'm talking about, like, huge bands. Okay. You know, like, like my, one of my old drummers is drummer from Korn, Ray Luzier. Yeah, yeah we had this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, dude, system... It's funny because it's, so, it's, it's funny cause when he said, it's like, oh, yeah, I know Korn's drummer. I'm like... Or you know, I'm like, wait, which one? I was like, oh, the current one, right? Yeah, yeah. I, he's I just, been the drummer for twelve years, thirteen so, so years. Like, oh, so so. I'm like, and then when he said that, I was like, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, they had Dave Silvera first. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like, like that's the corn that I remember. Like I remember we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I I thought you had you talking about Dave Silvera. <laughs> yeah, no, not not Dave, but uh, Ray. Yeah, who is honestly an unbelievably phenomenal. Oh, drummer. he's great. He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also jammed with uh, Scott the bass player from Weezer and mm. like dude and me as a musician you have to understand dude like we had 
like Maynard from Tool would come see us. Beck would come see oh, us. Suck me like we stick. had so many insane musicians that were fans. Uh-huh. And dude, like I, you have no idea how many people respected me as a guitar player. That's dope. Like you know, like 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 the way I feel people do with my photography and our mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. stuff. As a musician, as a guitar player, dude, like all kinds of people fucking were like holy you know dude i put more time into that than i ever did into anything else that's cool so i reached a level of musicianship that like you know it's just like anything else talking jumping back to the technical side yeah i've always been a technician but i found my voice when i threw everything i ever learned out the window oh how so because if you're not thinking technical uh-huh you're free flowing yeah and, true and that's that's the my thing. struggle i'm telling you that's but, my struggle well that's the whole thing so so as an artist it's always a blend of technique uh-huh look you're we're left and right brain people right so mm-hmm. one i forget, i think it's the left side that's yeah, the, i can't remember which one is yeah which i always one. mix up the two sides but i think that's the side that's technical and your right is the 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 artist or maybe it's the other way around but Anyways, whatever the case yeah the, whatever the case may be the point being I've always been super into learning something technical yeah. and then literally forgetting everything or throwing the rules out the window. That of course, you, you're going to learn the rule of thirds, right? For of course, composition. Yeah. But if you're going to sit there and shoot by rule of thirds... No, your shit's going to suck all day long. And it's going to be pre- predictable. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, And that's ultimately it. You know. So, so, so this is the way that... Okay, time out. Not time out that I'm pausing here, but like, like <laughs> let me go take it back. So I was talking... Uh, before we went off of this... Uh, this other tangent but like talk about his o- his OCD so he makes a fucking post uh, yeah. and like and I noticed right away like the third or fourth shot is like it was the, the third the, shot yeah, the, the, yeah, see, <laughs> see exactly what the fuck I'm talking about he remembers which fucking shot it was yeah it was the third shot see the, the third shot is the exposure's off a tab that I believe it was, it was sli- a, slightly, slightly under uh, a little brighter slightly yeah. brighter yeah. slightly brighter and I didn't say shit for like I think a day and, yeah, then, I like, and then like a day later I'm like hey and I commented on it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, by the way, the exposure of the third shot's a little off, and just he fucking went crazy. He's yeah, like, yeah. motherfucker, like, why'd you have to point it out? Uh, yeah, no, I know because because we were because before I had taught I had, before I had actually posted, you were at the studio, and I was kind of wondering it. And, and I'm like, like, I saw it. I'm like, no, nah, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then it just came back up, and I was just like, oh, oh fuck. you fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah it was going back. So the technicality, I, I mean throw it out the window and you know and but you're right and that's where i struggle yeah no i totally understand like, but like, I get like, it. like but you're absolutely correct though so like for example in in my in, in where i get more technical in it or more no sorry more even more creative is is when i take my landscape shots you know you have i always look for leading lines rule of thirds you know the proportions of like of your skyline, you know, like whether it be, it has to be at the third or at the two thirds level, mm-hmm. you, you know, down the middle looks kind of funky, funky, you know, I always look at that, all my framing in that, but then sometimes you got to think about it. Fuck it. Sometimes you just got to take the shot because it just looks good the way it is and yeah. there, there's no rules applied to it. Exactly. You're that, absolutely right. It, it's an art form. Uh-huh. And, and like you have I to, said, and you have to know when to apply that, that, uh, that creative not creativity what's the word i'm looking for you have to know when to apply or 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 just be able to 
identify something, just fucking go with it. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, take that risk. It, it's important, like it's like any skill set. It's definitely important to be aware or, or, or to learn the rules. Mm-hmm. But it's important, at equally and even more important, to be aware in the moment. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the moment, in the now, in the present, well, just look. And 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 if you want to do something for a specific reason, then just do it. Right. Like 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 that's one of the reasons why i shoot dutch so much which you know some people are like you know like i'm starting to one, fucking well, do when, here when i start that's that's the whole thing I, i'm getting to the like, the actual scene and so everything if you guys don't know for those that aren't in that aren't in the photography or don't know the rules or lack of rules but a dutch angle it's it's common also in film and cinematography is mm-hmm. so you don't shoot you wouldn't shoot the the, the scene or the subject in the, your normal horizontal way but it, like you would tilt the camera either like at, at, an, a, angle. at an angle a bit yeah. and, and and that's called a dutch angle and, yeah. and they make fun of what well, i forgot what movie they were fucking making fun of it like like they were like oh it looks like you shot this like in, in dutch angles it's like oh no the fucking tripod was the fucking one of the one of the legs was fucked up and so it was, it was oh. fucking t- no it wasn't they were just fucking making fun of the fucking uh they're making fun of it i, I forgot there's there's a there's a youtube channel called uh uh, where, where they make fun of like they do pitch calls they do pitches for oh. certain movies oh. but they make fun of the whole plot of the movie and shit like that and like that was, that was one of them oh, okay. it's called pitch meetings it's, it's okay. fucking hilarious because cool. they do it for like almost like all movies and like they simplify the plot and they're like okay that is the plot and the way they say it and, and like the producers like asking questions the same dude but like like they go back and forth and it looks differently yeah. they're asking them questions back and forth and like okay the way they put it it makes the plot sound really fucking retarded but it's just funny. It's just, it's just fucking funny. But like that That's was one. Cool. Of, I forgot which which movie it was. And they're talking about Dutch angles and like, oh no, it just the 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 tripod was fucked up. So that's what it looks uh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I I always love different things. I mean, I, my biggest influences mm-hmm. in terms of my shooting are films. Like that's that's my mm-hmm. influences. My my influences aren't so much other photographers, right? As much as their movies. And cinematographers, cinematographers are the ones that influenced me thematically well, in terms of style, in terms of composition, in terms of all well, absolutely. of it, the most. Absolutely, I, yeah. Like that's what I fucking love. Like you, I love movies. And you know me, I'm I'm like lighting is my shit. I've gotten lazier in like last couple of months and shit, but whatever. But it wasn't until I started. It wasn't when I learned lighting, and then I started learning the different types of lighting and like lighting techniques. Then then I went back and looked at movies and I'm like, oh shit! Mm. And you start I started looking at it through a whole different lens and like mm. appreciating like, mm-hmm. okay, what are they doing here with the split lighting? What are they doing here with the Rembrandt lighting? Yeah, you know oh. how they're lighting this, how they're doing that, yeah. the angle of the shots, yeah. you know, like how, you know, leading up to a scene, you know, they're coming from, you know, it, it's it's once you once you're aware, it's kind of like you have like kind of like in the Matrix, like, once you know it's there, you mm. can unsee it. Like yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, and so I, so jumping, so going to the to like the graphic design. Yeah, I started doing graphic design, and that was my thing. I started making money doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And and because I had a, I was reinventing myself. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like After the whole band yeah, breakup? because because the one thing I didn't want to do with music, I always pursued it as an art. And if okay. I couldn't make it doing it as an art, 
mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to do it. It was okay. too much of a, I, I was too much of an idealist, too much of a pure artist. And visual arts to me, because I didn't feel the same passion at the time for it, uh-huh. or I felt a passion in a different way. I knew I could make money at it. And I felt like money wise, it just made more sense. Okay. So once I started gra- doing the graphic stuff, you know, that was going great. And I was like doing more, you know, but it was all Photoshop and Illustrator. Right. And what happened is my sister, I remember this clearly. My sister went and she she was really into bikes and they used to go to the, to the dry lakes or, okay. you know, yeah, all yeah. that. And they the would, Valley yeah, and yeah. they would ride motorcycles and like that whole yeah. thing. And remember, and she took a DV camera mm-hmm. and she shot some footage and then she edited this little video in Final Cut. Uh-huh. And and I was like, Holy shit, what the fuck is that? You yeah. made this you made this? And uh-huh. she's like, Yeah, I, I you know, I, I took the video and I edited it together. Uh-huh. And I was like, That's fucking awesome. And somewhere in my brain, well, I didn't know it yet. What happened was like I was like, Oh, I gotta do this because mm-hmm. what, at the time my daughter was born. Okay. And my sister was also in the in the room when my daughter was being born, uh-huh. and she filmed it. Uh-huh. She filmed it with the DV camera, the birth of my daughter, right? Okay. And what happened was, you know, months later, we didn't do anything with the footage because it was months later that I saw the video that my sister did uh-huh. of of her motorcycle trip, right? And I was like, I'm gonna do something with Shay being born, my daughter mm-hmm. being born, and. Uh, I, a friend of mine worked uh, doing special effects. Okay. And he's like, dude, I'm going to hook you up. Because my daughter, my, uh, my sister did it in iMovie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, dude, I'm going to hook you up with something better. Final Cut Pro. Okay. And and that was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I remember this clearly. Like, it was a Friday night. I I was working with my sister at the time at a hair salon. I had been working at the hair salon for three years because my sister was a very successful hair colorist. Okay. You know, so even through the band times, mm-hmm. you know, she always had money. She was always good. Side hustles I was a starving artist oh, okay, and okay, she okay. was fucking super successful. Uh-huh. You know, like and she, she diversified her portfolio. Yeah. And so so anyway, so so I got all the footage and I, it was a Friday night and I started editing after work. Uh-huh. And I never went to sleep that night. <laughs> I literally edited until the next morning. And, you know, my wife, well, we weren't married at the time. So, was, you know, we had our baby, but we yeah. weren't married, you know. Baby mama. Yeah, baby mama. And uh, next time, you know, she wakes up. She's like, did you go to sleep? I'm like, no, nah, I'm fucking loving this <laughs> shit. And I edited the whole rest of that day and it wasn't until like mm-hmm. some point Saturday night in the AM like it was like two or three in the morning uh-huh. that I basically finished my first rough cut uh-huh. of this thing and what I did is I cut her she was born so my daughter was born on the seventh day of the week which is Sunday right, right. and she cut her head or her head got cut when she was being born and she had a oh, seven she, on her head oh, she was born at 1007 you know, like all these sevens yeah. were an important thing. Funny, <laughs> Avell's probably going like, like hey! yeah, fucking so, Matt seven. Yeah, exactly. So, so, anyways, so seven was really important. So, I cut this video to Stone Temple Pilots Sunday Girl. Yeah, because she was born Sunday on a Sunday. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, 
it was like a rock music video mm. of her being born. Okay. It was fucking dope and it was heavy. It was mm -hmm. like it had an attitude, like the whole deal. And all I know is that that by the time I went to sleep Sunday night, I was literally sitting there with, with, with you know my girl and I'm like, I have to do this. I, right. I, I've been working, you know, I was about to start testing and getting on the floor with doing hair color. Okay. And, you know, my, like I said, my sister was fucking making bank. Uh -huh. I could have gone into that and done fucking well immediately. I was already at that point. Okay. And instead, I'm like, I have to do this. Uh -huh. and, and, and without knowing what the fuck I was going to do or how I was going to get into it or mm -hmm. anything, I went in there on, on that Monday morning uh -huh. and I went to the manager and I go, look, and this was November 21st. I remember this, November 21st, 22nd. So it was the 23rd was the Monday. And I walked in and, I, and I, I basically told the manager, I'm giving you notice and I'm going to pursue okay. this. And she's like, you're fucking crazy. You're literally testing to get on the floor. You're going to start making fucking good money to uh -huh. support yourself and doing whatever you want. I'm like, no, I understand. But I, I have to pursue this this and that because that I, I knew in my heart that you know like i said the reason i moved from new york to la was to be to pursue the two things was uh -huh. music and film and i knew that that was my key to getting into film okay and that's all i knew right i didn't know how i was gonna do it but, but i it fucking do it yeah. and i and and she was like okay well how long do you need and i go well it's november we're finishing this why don't january 1st and I fucking okay. worked the rest of that time. And in that time, I started calling people and talking to my friend and like figuring out how the fuck I was going to do it. Uh -huh. And January 1st, I fucking quit. And I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. So I started just helping out at my friend's that was the effects guy's studio. It was this place okay. called View Studio. It was a little boutique special effects place on okay. Melrose. And they worked on all kinds of different TV shows. Uh -huh. And... and did effect shots for the TV shows. And I just, I was more on the support staff, you know, but I started really fucking applying my graphic stuff to that. And I had started editing. And two really important things happened. One, a friend that worked at NBC mm -hmm. realized that I wanted to be an editor and asked me, hey, uh, do you think you could cut this thing on your own outside of work? And I'm like, yes. Okay. Because like first thing I did, I go, hold on, let me make a call. I called my buddy, Corey. Uh -huh. I'm like, dude, I want to do this. He's like, just fucking say yes. I'll help you get it done no matter what. And he had my back and he right. knew how to do it. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll edit the spot, right? And so it what was, was you editing? It, it was, I was editing a commercial for, oh, okay, okay, for okay. NBC. Oh, okay. So that was my first little gig. So what happened within the four months that I quit from January 1st to uh -huh. January, February, March, April, right? To April uh -huh. was that, that happened two months after I quit. So I didn't fucking have work. I didn't have no way of making money. Like I didn't, it was crazy. And I had a one, like almost, you know, she was seven months old, baby. And I had no fucking source of income. Oh, fuck. It was fucking insane. And then all of a sudden this guy, my buddy is going like, hey, you know, I got this thing, and then a month later, I met this guy at the studio that my friend worked at that right. was an actual editor. Okay. And him and his brother, his name was Scott Richter, and he worked on all kinds of fucking incredible... What does that sound familiar? Well, he's a huge editor. 
he's but a that, huge that, video that, editor. Like he worked on tons of music videos mm -hmm. and but that name sounds familiar though. Well, the Richter brothers. I mean, you don't understand every fucking music video that you saw in the '90s uh -huh. and going into the 2000s because by this point it was well, it was late '90s going into the 2000s. Uh -huh. They worked on everything. Like okay. every single, like I'm talking about like Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh -huh. Snoop Dogg, like, or the rock bands, like fucking like any band you can name, they cut the music videos, okay. the two of them. And then his brother became, Jeff Richter became a really uh, big uh, uh, director, also music video director. Okay. So I got into that entire thing. So this guy took me under his wing uh -huh. and started teaching me about editing. I didn't have any formal schooling on it. You know, so I didn't know what the fuck or I was going to do or anything about it. But he started teaching me. He's like, look, this is how cuts actually work. Okay. And what makes an edit good, you know? So, like, he taught me about video editing. So, the way, it's a real roundabout way of getting it. Because I was already a graphic design person. Mm -hmm. So, I was really into graphics, like your shirt, like, like doing that type of stylistic stuff. I'm wearing an stuff. old dirty bastard shirt. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Tank. Forever. So, so, so like the whole deal was like all of a sudden I'm fascinated with video editing. Okay. And I became a video editor. And that, and that's what I'm saying. It all started with music. By that point in music, I could do Pro Tools. I could do, okay. I could write anything. Like uh -huh. I, I was writing and doing anything with like sound. Uh -huh, I could do uh -huh. all of it. Like, there's no aspect of audio I don't understand. Okay. So in that same way and dynamically, I took that and all of a sudden I'm doing graphics. And then now I'm doing video editing and I'm seeing how it applies in a timeline and, right. and that stuff. And then my friend was really into After Effects. Mm. And then I'm starting to learn about After Effects. And then during this process of learning now the visual, like video stuff, I became fascinated and I started like, you know, DV, like really true 24 frame per second mm -hmm. DV came out and that matched film. There was a filmic aspect to video because okay. before that video looked like the way you see news, news and or sports is very like the look of that versus film. Uh huh. It's two different things. When you see things at 24 frames a second, they discovered this in the late, 1800s beginning 1900s when film actually came out that at 24 frames a second uh -huh. something becomes poetic about the visual it's not it's almost like a abstract dreamlike thing okay. that applies to storytelling in a certain way so that's why film is literally at 24 frames per second okay. whereas television and tv and video was always like at 30 you know, mm. and because it's more realistic, it's more realism. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, should at sixty, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's because now it's progressive, mm -hmm. and there was interlacing, and the, and that that has to do with uh, with audio and the way video and audio are married together, and mm -hmm. that whole technology. So, so if I want to have the film vibes, I got to go twenty four. Well, twenty four is very specific like if you watch a movie every movie you've ever seen is 24 frames per second oh really yeah M films are 24 frames a second tv can be 24 can be 30 mm -hmm. can be uh 60 
you know, and, and as HD developed, it also changed everything also, you know. The higher the frames. Yeah, I mean, all of that. So, so then um, I started getting into that, and then... <laughs> From there, there I, 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 you know, like at, I got more and more. I started doing stuff for NBC, for mm -hmm. Telemundo, okay. for Universal, for like all these different, you know, major companies doing commercial work. And, you know, eventually as an editor, I've edited commercials, right. films, TV shows. Uh, and then I started filming because I wanted, I just loved that aspect of it too. Yeah. And I somehow in my brain saw that as I'm going to get to film eventually this way right. because now I'm filming shit. Mm -hmm. And I started filming the commercials and I started getting more into the artistic side of that. And what wound up happening was I wound up uh, in Hawaii. Okay. And I was the DP on a visa commercial. We're not talking about double penetration either. No, no, it was the DP, it's director <laughs> of photography on, on a commercial for visa. Uh, and we were filming the, the United States Olympic team. Oh, oh, I remember the story. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's literally, so what happened is like, I'm going to Hawaii mm -hmm. and, I, and my dad had just bought a digital, uh, a rebel. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, T2, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever like, was the, 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 time, yeah, yeah, it was like the first, literally the first rebel. And that's when Canon finally fucking did it. Because you, you have to understand, people, like, I don't know if people realize, when it was filmed, <clears throat> Nikon was the shit. Yeah. When it was filmed, Nikon was the They were the pushing the limits with, like, the, the shutter speed on the fucking film they camera. Were the, the, way they, the way they did the fucking shutters. If, like, if you were a the, photographer, you were fucking Nikon. I remember I, I, was, I, was, I watched um, a documentary about it, too, like how they... By them changing the shutter to a metal shutter, how they were able to increase the fucking uh, shutter speed and get like you know, yeah, and it was unheard of to go like past one thousandth of a second in film, right? But fucking Nikon did it, right? And then what happened is, Canon started developing their video technology, uh -huh. so they got good at like you know like the not the the prosumer. You know, with the, with the cameras at the time, they started develop, especially when twenty four P started appearing. Mm -hmm. Right, all of a sudden, a lot of the people, like the hobbyists, that were making their own <clears throat> home films yeah. and all that stuff, they were shooting that, and it was cinematic, but it was digital. It was affordable right. to people. Like people didn't have to do these fucking insane productions that they couldn't afford. Right. You know, so now people are making more of their own films, right? <clears throat> and from there, Canon got into the jump early into the digital photography yeah. aspect and nikon was dabbling in it but whereas but nikon it took, it took were, a minute to get be, there. right because they were elitist their thinking was like we are the shit with fucking photography right. so they they didn't care that canon was jumping into the digital realm because you couldn't match it digital at the time could not match film at all no. it wasn't in the same realm just like any new technology yeah exactly so canon got a huge jump start where nikon never checked them right and canon fucking developed and kept developing and kept mm -hmm. fucking thing to the point that like when the rebel came out that was that changed the fucking game in terms of like people that were like oh here's a serious camera that i could shoot with right. that's still a camera it looks like a camera right it doesn't look like an experimental camera that nikon was doing it looks like a fucking old school camera and what happened was my dad bought one because like i said he's always been into photography mm -hmm. and uh we went to hawaii and i'm like dad hook me up can i borrow it yeah and he of course lent it to me and it, uh, he only had one lens it was a 
35 to 55 is that like i don't remember that it sounds about right yeah it's that the kit lens that comes yeah. with the camera because now they do 18 to 55 it maybe it was an 18 to 55 okay. that's what it was and uh, uh it was an 18 to 55 so i brought it there and i'm fucking hawaiian and we're filming the commercial and then i have time off and i'm like fucking everywhere with that camera just snap a shot and i'm like fuck this is cool yeah. snapping shots fuck this is cool and i keep looking into my on my laptop uh-huh. i'm like oh i fucking like this uh-huh. and then i was like i call my dad up and i'm like yo uh do you want to go halves on a lens i want to get it like a, a 70 to 300 I think it was 70 to 300 millimeter. Uh, or 75? 70. 75 to 300. Right. That's, so, a, that's, a, that's a next kit lens, yeah. Yeah, and I was, and he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a terrible place to do it because you're in fucking Hawaii. Hawaii it's an island. Everything's yeah. fucking more expensive. Yeah. But I was like, so at, by this point, you know, we were there for, I think, a week or 10 days or some shit like uh-huh. that. And at this point, I'm like, Dude, we're in Hawaii. This fuck. When am I gonna be here again? Right. Not thinking I'd ever go back. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I, he was like, "Yeah," and I'm fucking went and I did it. I fucking fuck dropped it. the money. Dude, that was it. That was it. You were hooked. I, I fucking went around the island, and every free moment I had, I was taking pictures, pictures of like anything, the natives, like fucking everything, like uh-huh. fucking going surfing, like just. I came back, and from that moment on photography was something in my life besides the the how do i put it i was in the i was in hollywood and i was immersed and i was already doing it i was fucking doing i was working on shit commercials non-stop you know so i was i was in the game in that way Mm -hmm. but photography when i started shooting like that was like that was for me I wasn't getting paid for it to do no, that. I wasn't just doing those type of gigs. Bit. It was just for you. It was purely a, like, wow, this is fucking cool. Uh-huh. And I started shooting that, you know, like in that way. And I started learning more and more about it. Mm-hmm. And it became a thing with me. And and then I think I just I kept going with the whole commercial thing. And eventually what happened was, you know, we we started our own business with my buddy and like some friends, and we did really fucking well. We o- opened up our own studio. Like our first year, we did a, a million dollars in fucking oh, fucking in, in revenue. Yeah, and I'm saying we had like ESPN. We had we were doing like all the graphics shit, all the uh-huh. package, like all kinds of really incredible work. Um, they were 3D artists and like, okay. like that's that whole thing, like with Maya, <clears throat> Cinema 4D. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like the editing aspect of that and then i was also shooting stuff with that and like you have to understand doing that type of work dude i've been to like new zealand yeah. italy spain uh france uh puerto rico colombia like i went to my own fucking like colombia for for uh, <laughs> for, work, uh for work oh my god i forgot for the fucking brand i've been to mexico mexico city okay you know like like dude so i've been have, do you have like skits kids scattered across the fucking globe yeah <laughs> yeah don't know which <laughs> <laughs> no no um but but I, it took me somewhere you know what yeah. i'm saying and then all that eventually even though I wanted to pursue the film thing and I wound up doing some short films and all that stuff, uh-huh. you know, the industry, like anything else, was constantly changing. And eventually, 
uh, a friend, I, I was, you know, f this whole time I'm doing freelance work. <clears throat> and what happened was a friend of mine, we were out surfing, and a friend of mine was like, dude, I don't know why I never thought of this. I need to introduce you to this friend of mine, and he needs somebody like you. And this guy was a m marketer. He's okay. a, a marketing guy, uh, Tim, Tim Sharif. That's my boss. There you so go. Basically, shout out to Tim. Yeah, shout out to Tim because, you know, it's weird because the transition, you know, where paths lead you in life. Yeah. I had developed all these different fucking skills in all these different ways. Right. And he needed that for what his business was, and which is marketing, you know, and he... He owns the marketing company, but he also owns the businesses that we market for. Yeah. You know? So so what happened was um, we talked, and originally he wanted me to produce a commercial for him. Okay. But in the this when we actually sat down to talk about it, uh, he asked me, and I, we talked about all the different skills I actually do. And by that point, I had bought my first light kit. For, okay yeah for not for video but for photography yeah. we, i already had video lights i already had all that stuff but i bought my first flash flash which is uh einstein's oh, okay yeah uh you, you mean before the bumblebees uh no this is post bumblebee okay post bumblebee yeah einstein was their first smart flash like it, oh, it okay. was it, it's an incredible flash they were trying to compete with Profoto. Mm, so okay. they're like super fucking fast they're like everything you know uh they're amazing lights, honestly. I still have them. I still use them. That's what I use in my studio for product. Oh, is that what is that what we're using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, set of lighting. The, the the trigger and how you set everything is fucking pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And and, and what I started off with a three light kit. Speaking of which, you know, I still haven't fucking gotten paid for that because I fucked up. So reminder, I gotta go. Uh, do, oh, do my tax form and fucking invoice those fuckers because are you serious I, I, yeah I, I i fucking totally fucking forgot about that shit oh no yeah so that yeah. sucks for you though no it's just whatever i mean whatever yeah, yeah you 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 get paid well right? yeah so i'm like i'm like, i don't care but like it's still i'm like that's like fucking horror i'm not in horror money beer money yeah so i cut yeah. that one out what the yeah so i don't want to forget <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah so that that basically when when he was talking to me about that i basically i talked to him about what i did and he realized that i could bring more to it than just what he was asking mm -hmm. and the next thing you know he was basically giving me a job offer like right there on the fucking spot that's sick and i was just like well but i'm a freelancer i'd been doing it for years at this point you know i wasn't like i wasn't trying to get a job but the next dude, he fucking like, dude, he's he's a salesman, and he's he just a, fucking worked your ass. He's a good salesman. He worked me. He fucking worked you. He fucking he really fucking did. Tim, fucking Tim. <laughs> and he fucking the next thing I know, I'm like literally going like, yeah, okay, fuck Fine. it, because he made it. He look, he's a salesperson, and he sold me, and right. he made me like go like literally. I was like. I'd be a dumbass if I fucking say no to him at this point. And I bet you probably made you believe in the product and what he's standing yeah, for. Yeah, the whole deal. What he's trying to the achieve. Whole deal, yeah. yeah. Fucking and, shout out to Tim, man. Yeah, and and, and honestly, that's that's where like, I I never had it. my longest job was a the only job that I had that was other than freelancing. Uh -huh. that everything else I had just talked about. Mm -hmm. The only job I had ever had was after the band broke up. Yeah. Right before, you know, when everything. I worked at Kinko's. 
I worked at Kinko's for a uh, one and I'm year. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at because when you said Kinko's, it reminded me of the Dave Chappelle show where fucking welcome to Pop Copy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> honestly, it was so fucking stressful. It was the worst fucking thing. I mean, I did it because. But you're not used to dealing with people at that level. That's why. N- no, and like have just having people come at you and like going, like, "Where's my shit?" Like, I need this. I need that. Like, dude, service it, jobs fucking suck, dude. Dude, it was so much stress. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't deal with it. People like, are fucking dickheads, dude. People are fucking assholes. When, when when people have are buying something, or or something in return, like you know, exchange money for goods or services. And I'm not talking fucking fucking prostitution either. But I'm like, <laughs> no, because I said for service. But like, dude. The, the the sense of entitlement in people is fucking insane, dude. It's unbelievable. It's fucking insane. Yeah. So that's the only job I ever had. That's literally because after that, mm-hmm. you know, I told you I had a nervous breakdown. I had right, time right, off. Right, my right. girl was supporting and my sister really yeah. helped me at, a, at, a, at one point. And then I, I rebuilt my life. And then all of a sudden, I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, that led into this progression of like video. Yeah. And then I'm a commercial thing. And then I'm shooting and I'm doing all this different shit. Mm-hmm. And then, and then that led to this point of like, all of a sudden I'm talking to this guy and like, he's like, come fucking work for me. And like, I'm like, all right. And and let me just tell you, I've been at this fucking place. This year is going to be eight years. Nice. That's the longest job I've ever had by fucking far. Yeah. From not having like one job and then to this, like, well, that goes to show like, like I'm one of those. I, I, I don't jump from job to job to job. Like I've been working with this now, like since... I've been working since I was like straight up. I was still in high school, so like since like 1999. Wow. So like like I've been had jobs, you know. Yeah. I've only been really unemployed for like a month. Right. Since 1999. Yeah. I mean, I was I wasn't. But uh, I've had like I've all my all my long stints like in. I really consider like so I worked fast food for like four years, and then like from 2004 I had a job for six years, I and then I left and then I had a contract job for like about a year and a half. But the only reason I didn't stay there because I was on contract and I did what right. I had to do. Right. But then I've been here now, my company here that I'm at, ten years. Yeah, and I, and I was a freelancer like from that point, the point that I started doing video stuff, I was mm-hmm. a freelancer for ten years. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I had by the point that I met Tim. You may not have the employment history, but you had the fucking experience. I had the experience. And not only that, the one thing, you know, I went from being a starving artist with music Uh to literally from the very first year, Mm -hmm. every single year, I not just increased my rent, I almost, uh, my rent, my my salary. Yeah. Or my... my, Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Your salary. Your your, income. Your gross income. income, I increased my income. I almost doubled it. Almost every year. That's sick. So I fucking kept. I I I was on a upward path, and then you know, like I said, you know, he hooked me up. Look, I'm not gonna fucking. It became like like okay, yeah. This is what I'm doing now, and I did everything. Thank you know, I still did. I did all my graphic design work for yeah. him. I did photography. I did video. I did literally everything. So, and it started off with one person, and it became you know now there's like ten of us. Or something like that, you know? Cool. And originally, I was the only creative, but it expanded. And, you know, as things expand, they become more specialized. Right. So, so like, you know, eventually, like, we have, you know, we have different aspects of people that work there. Uh-huh. Um, and everybody has their own specialty and or their own niche, yeah. you know, in, in what they do. And eventually, you know, now, um, like, all I do is photography mm-hmm. and videography. Yeah. All I do is shoot. I shoot, 
And like, you know, it get, eventually grew to the point where I was able to bring Gavel in. Yeah. And dude, like, like. What was he like your assistant or something? Uh, he, I'm fucking kidding about it. I'm fucking around. <laughs> well, I mean, he, that's how it started. Yeah. Um, he's shooting now too, though. So like he's doing more and more of, of that stuff too. Um, so it's great because, you know, like I went from like shooting the photography and editing the photography to then being able to pass, uh, you know, him editing the photography and right. then him shooting more and more of the photography, even though I still shoot a lot of the photography. Um, but I've gone more into the video side of it. So okay. I'm shooting way more of the video. And now I'm like as a niche and a specialty, mm -hmm. um, doing more of the colorization because, you know, originally I was doing everything with Canons. Not that, see, that's the whole th other thing, like a separate yeah. thing. I'm both a Canon and a Sony person at right. this point. Like I can't, I've been a Canon shooter in terms of photography your whole life well i mean well digital digital, digital. yeah and then um but now as i transition more and more into the video side you know sony had this fucking jump on this on <coughs> the video better, side they, have, they do have better platforms yeah so i so i i bought you know eventually you know i went from like like half the equipment at the studio is mine like not works like half of it is actually mine mm -hmm. and then but then literally you know over time they started buying more and more, you know, which is fucking amazing right. because then I was, you know, less debt on me right. and more <clears throat> on the business side of mm -hmm. everything. So they're paying more and more, which is supporting everything I do. Right. So, so. Can I, sh can I give your company a name? Because, oh, yeah. Well, oh, if it, you want to see like, like if people want to see like your, 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 your uh, commercial well, work. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to start, uh, my own website okay. where i can show because because this is the thing the meats is, and like it's two different things styles if, if people look yeah people would never assume that that's I how could, that's how i wanted i want to i want to point people that well just not just that because he does his company does sell pretty good products and uh, health products and yeah and um you know he they hooked me up with some of the protein that's pretty good and i get a yeah 310 nutrition yeah, so, so that's three, one of the businesses 310 nutrition um i'll put a link in the in the, in the show notes but like you know, you look at some of the stuff that he has there. You look at his very quality product photography and some videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm assuming they probably have some stuff on YouTube as well, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave yeah. both the, the 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 page and then the YouTube channel, yeah. or whatever. I, but just just not because I'm promoting because you know they're you know they're sponsoring the program or anything like that, but because you know so you guys can see like the others for those of you that follow Mr. Allen and see his you know his portraiture and all that, you can see the the product side and just see the diversity you yeah. know that some of those photographers do you know so you can be you can do your creative side and do one style but you can also yeah. break it down and go the other way and that's another thing what that i admire with about you as well is that you're always willing to try something different and new mm. <clears throat> yeah like when when i when i so a couple months ago i went to him because he has the equipment and i went to him because uh, my company uh, one of my customers um wanted some product shots of certain things that they needed that they didn't have on the website and so rather because the co this company is based in uh england mm. so rather than fucking ship those samples out to england and then fucking whatever shave on that so they they hired me you know the, through via word of mouth and that's why i went with, with uh to alan to utilize the studio but you know it was different he's used to you know doing you know nutrition products and shakes and shit like that mm -hmm. You know, and I'm a, I came over here with like shoes and purses yeah. and the retail side because that's like my industry is like yeah. retail distribution. And so like, and he was all about it, like like learning how to do this, how to do that, what we're trying. 
and just to get the shot and what we wanted to do, the different angles, like it was a learning experience for him and me as well. But like yeah. that's one thing that matters. Like you don't you, you don't get stuck in like that one mode. You always try to do something different all the time. Mm. I mean, yeah. you're always trying to like elevate yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on. Uh, you're touching upon something that I think is really freaking important, and this I think important for everybody, like mm-hmm. anybody that's actually interested, really interested in in the whole art right. side of it, which is progression. Well, it comes back to a, a fundamental p- aspect of humans, uh-huh. which is ego. Yeah, which to me, there's no aspect of ego that's a positive. I mean, ego exists literally for as a survival mechanism okay i mean it existed if your ego wasn't a thing you wouldn't care if you lived or died you wouldn't mm-hmm. th- th- there'd be no it's literally from from back in the day when we were running away from animals trying to eat us right that's where ego exists like i am important i want to live so i need I'm to run, run away there. to avoid this thing killing me right right but but the thing is, ultimately, now where we're in a completely different level of existence and we're not hunters, gatherers, you know, we just exist in a whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, ego is, look, there's, there's two negative aspects specifically that you should avoid. One, you're the fucking, cra- you're the shit, you're the greatest fucking you, you know everything and you're fucking like yeah i'm the like shit Muhammad, and every, like Muhammad Ali. yeah and everybody can fucking like worship me and like fucking this or that and like dude you're you're so you're above the line right mm-hmm. and then there's the other aspect the people that like don't think they're worthy the people that fucking they can't do it the people mm-hmm. that are scared to try the people that 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 you know it comes from a deficit mm-hmm. so there's either you know the the deficit or the people that have the surplus, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the problem with all of it is that you're not in the moment and you're not just fucking living it. If, if you're in the present, there's no place you can't go. Like, dude, you're going to want to try and you're going to want to learn. As you learn, mm-hmm. you'll progress, you'll continue to learn. Like, like my approach or my thoughts is always, I always think like a Jedi. It's okay. all always about about the greater et, good, not well, yourself. Eternally learning, eternally mm-hmm. checking yourself. Yeah, eternally like like none of it fucking matters. Not not anybody fucking telling you you're anything or it's all an illusion. Like the only yeah. thing that matters is is that look, you know, you know what. You're always going to learn. So you know what? As you learn, you get better. As you get better, you, hopefully you want to get better. And that touches back to the other thing that I was saying about like the hair metal thing and like music. Yeah. Like it becoming a scene. Mm-hmm. Like like the whole thing with LA and the photography thing and the people that start coming to it as <clears throat> not a learning thing, but mm-hmm. as like, yo, it's a fucking scene. It's I'm going to cool go hang do, out yeah. and like like no, I, I and don't get me wrong i fucking love the social aspect yeah. i'm like hooking up with your homies and like fucking you know the socializing and seeing everybody right, that's right, right. a fucking amazing thing but the, you're right there are people that are in it for the wrong reasons just like anything right yeah. like the, the people that lose sight of the fact that they why were they in it originally they well, weren't originally because yeah. they're just interested in it and they just want to learn about it right and then they start getting better at this aspect or get better at that aspect but dude, and then there's you no have the guys that fucking just want to shoot nalgas and titties, and then right, and then they have the other ones that are just doing it because it's like 
an easier way for them to fucking like get friends or become famous or or have, or, ha- or have that positive reinforcement that they're important even though you yeah. know they, yeah. they, anything else outside from that hobby that they may have yeah they're a piece of shit yeah i mean honestly ultimately i think if you if you're not it's not a competition it's fucking art so there's no fucking making it just like in anything right mm-hmm. anything in life like i don't care if you're a musician if you're a m- right. actor whatever there's no point at which you make it i mean there's a point at which you transition to it being your living and right. it being your living you're living it and then people's perception of you is different and as in you're either a professional right. or you're like you made it in that sense but there's no fucking line that you cross that you're like, oh, I crossed that line. I made it. No. I don't have to do this anymore. No. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at it like that. I look mm-hmm. at it as like, I'm on a path and the path itself yeah. is the thing I fucking appreciate and I love in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I want to get better and better and better at what I do. Right. And like, like, you know, when I shoot like people, it's, it's a connection of energies you know, they're bringing an energy and you're capturing the energy. Right, and you're right, like, right. like I see myself like in that way. Yeah, I get Like that. I'm a part of that moment, you know? And, and yeah. it's like, I, I because I'm OCD with shit, I yeah. like obsess on that stuff or the details of that. Uh-huh. But like, I want to get better at the lighting stuff constantly. What did I do? What can I do to improve in this moment? Right. When I'm sitting in front of my computer looking at the stuff, I'm looking at the 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 lightness, the the shadows, the right. darkness, the and that, and that goes for me thematically too. Like that's when my this is like to me like when people look at this thing like and I'm showing my uh, my it's a symbol. That so repre- it's his, his logo. Pretty, pretty it, yeah, much. yeah. So that's the thing I say. I refer to it as a symbol versus a logo because yes, it people can look at it as a well, logo. Well, if you give you the visual of it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it in there. Right, but it, it's, you know, the thing is, I'm a very uh, spiritual person and I'm a mm. metaphysical. Like, I, I think of purpose and everything and, like, I think about the universe and the history of the universe, not just yeah. the planet and our species. Yeah. And, like, like our points and everything and numerology and, like, science and fucking history. Like, like I'm literally fucking fascinated about life yeah he was talking about fucking retrograde and all this other shit and before he started the podcast I was like okay <laughs> i was like uh i don't understand it <laughs> yeah like, like so like every every aspect of all of it and like we're on a path and you should appreciate the path that you're on mm-hmm. especially if you're pushing towards in that path yeah and like you know there's something to having fun and socialize and everything but in the end, like everybody knows me. Look, I show up at the thing and I'm fucking like, what's up? And what's yeah. up? And what's up to everybody, right? Yeah. But at the end, at some point in there, I'm about work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. Fucking, Except when you get high, because I've seen the happen. Well, that's, that's, that, okay, so that's my downfall, right? So because, because look, like, like. Or should I take that out? Usually? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's good because I, I, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with that right now, too. No, because like, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, because. Uh, so he's gonna dwell on, uh, on it a little bit, but like, there's many times that happened where, so when you see Alan come through, uh, post up to me, he comes with a little cart, he has all his equipment in there, all his lights, and I think he does like a one, two, like a three light setup. Well, four light setup. Uh, it de- depending on what it is, sometimes it's a two light setup, sometimes it's a three light setup, and sometimes it's 
It could be three flash mm-hmm. and two video lights. Yeah. Or it could be two flash and two video lights. So, like, minimum, like, you know. But he, he has, I, I also have the reflector. Yeah. That so, under. so, he's got a pretty legit setup. So, he, he's like a mobile studio. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but it's happened a couple of times. It's fucking always funny as shit. Yeah. Again, it's a social aspect of things to show you how 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 a tech community we are. He shows who shows up, you know, wheels card over and like, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, and then fucking everybody, the the whole community, the whole communal thing about smoking weed, you know, like fucking spark up a joint or spark yeah. up a fucking and there's the there's pipe, you pass it on, you know, everybody fucking smoking with you. Next thing you know, these this fucker gets fucking high. And two hours later, he's like, wait. I never fucking set up my shit, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I, yeah. So this, on my. I'm not own. making fun of you. I just think it's fucking no, 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 because, no. Because like, I agree like, with because, you because because it's not like you do it on purpose. It's just that you know we get caught up in the social of it. Yeah. And I've done it too. I was like, oh hold on, fuck you guys. I gotta go shoot some video because I need to make a recap video or something. You know, or, yeah. or I have to go shoot this new person because you know, you know, it's funny because like as I've known more people, I've shot less and less. Oh, because yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, we're socializing more than anything else. Yeah, and you're also the host, so it's like, yeah. like you know, an art and chill, right? Yeah, so yeah. like you, you, Serge, Lucy, you guys are hosts. Yeah. You know, in addition to being the shooters and artists, right. but you guys, you know, there's a lot of social Absolutely. aspect to, yeah, to the whole thing. A lot of it is. Yeah, being a host, yeah, yeah. It, it changes it, you know. Right. Um, and yeah, no, but and there's the crew. That, I mean, put it this right. way: not everybody smokes, not everybody no. drinks, not everybody does this and that. Smoke, like, right, yeah. right. But there's the crew, and everybody, know, you know, I'm part of that crew. Yeah. But I'm finding more and more so that because this is one okay one aspect of my personality, uh-huh. and and this ties into me having a nervous breakdown, and also mm-hmm. that ties into like me doing different drugs, you know, from the time I was 14. Yeah. Which is, I have, it's an innate thing in me. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with surrealism. Okay. And surrealism, as anybody would think in terms of like an artistic style, is, is you know, like, like expressionism. It's, it's, it's like basically like a, a, like a non-well-defined realism and or dreamlike quality it's like like the blur where the two things meet okay you know like are you asleep or are you awake? awake yeah yeah you know and i i've kind of I've, dolly in i've had this word. problem since i was like a, a kid so like surrealism has been an actual like a, a thing a problem with me like and i say a problem mm-hmm. because for example when i was in elementary school, right before we even started moving around, yeah, um, I would daydream so strongly that my teachers would literally come up to me and like put their hands in front of my face, like trying to get me to snap out Could of you it. Just daydreaming, and I was daydreaming. Yeah. They would have to like touch me or shake me, mm-hmm. and they eventually took me and they would test me, and they're like, "No, he's he's okay. He just has a fucking crazy amount. He's super smart and has a." crazy imagination yeah because that's i would just fucking go off and you know so so and then when i start let's just say when i was you know 14 and i started fucking smoking weed and then within a you know a year started tripping and trying acid and masculine and mushrooms and all that that shit i've tried all i've tried all the psychedelics and the thing is the problem is Trying something is one thing, but if you do it more than once, right. or you do it a few times, or you do it too many times too close together, mm-hmm. 
it fucking affects you, especially something like that, like 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 acid, right? And and like I think what happened was my brain being that I was already like that. Uh-huh. I, I already innately had a problem with surrealism. And then you do that type of shit. Yeah. And it fucking opens a door that has never really fucking truly You just open the rabbit closed. hole in your mind. Yeah, because 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 what or happened? Or should I say just fucking wind it? From the time I was 20, I started having anxiety and panic attacks. And they're literally tied into me tripping like on acid. Like like I lose the ability to understand what the fuck is real or not. And I mean that in a literal sense. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. I don't know if it's happening, if it's real. Like, it, it's the trippiest fucking thing. And, it, and unfortunately with me, a lot of the times it goes to a negative place. It's not a good trip. And like, oh, look at this fucking beautiful sky. Oh, my yeah. God, everything. No, it's a fucking nightmare come true. Like, I, I've suffered from sleep paralysis and like... Oh, okay all that kind of shit and it's all literally nightmarish like it's and it was nightmares since you, since you did acid yeah yeah and it, it, it's been my like my since i mean honestly from the time i was 18 until fucking now like i have one of the reasons why i both like and hate horror movies uh-huh. and or like like all of it is because of that like like I lose the ability to fucking know whether it's an actual real You're thing or not. Like, I love fucking, science fiction, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I love all of it. That's the thing, like... With, just, well, that's, that's, that's the problem with having such a vivid imagination. Which is what hooked me into this whole thing. All right, so now we're coming around. So I'm, Now we're going full circle. Uh, well, now we're coming full circle because this is really the end and what leads up to this whole thing, right? So I'm working at this marketing company now right and i want you know i have this thing called gout yes so yeah. so which For those is, that don't know it's a it's 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 a you want to call it a disease or yeah it, 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 it is a, a disease it's yeah. A, yeah it's basically your your body has a inability of breaking down uric acid which right. i think personally is tied into the fact that i did all those psychedelics because i think what happened uh-huh. is somewhere along the way i think I think like even the imagination it has something to do with your liver, which your liver, yeah, and or your it does your liver and your appendix. Because if you've done a lot of fucking, sh- or if you've done shrooms, it's it, it's a strain on your fucking liver and processing that shit out. Right, exactly. I've done shrooms and like my friend that was like is an avid like shroom dropper. He's like, all right, you can do too much of this because it fucks with your liver because and the, and the processing out of out of your system. Right. So I think it's all tied in together. It R- probably is right. more than so, likely. Right. So. So basically, I have gout. So basically, it's an inability to get get rid of uric acid. So every once in a while, I'll fucking have a flare up or attack, and it like it happen. For most people, it would happen in their toe, like in their big toe yeah, or in their, their foot. Yeah, and they swell up, and you can't fucking walk. It's the most painful thing I've ever felt in my entire life. And usually, for those that know, it's usually trigger. The most common one is from like shelf like 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 sh- crustaceans or it, it could be from shellfish so selfish it could which be is like shrimp and stuff like that from meat meat like like red meats and right. then alcohol and alcohol right mm-hmm. so i've actually worked with quite a few people that have gout so oh yeah okay so so then basically what happened was you know i'm working at this marketing company i'm doing all this stuff and i'm yeah. doing you know like whatever yeah. uh, photography is like a hobby right but, and, but i love it and right. I, you know and i go shoot but i do my own you know my own creative type of stuff and what happened was i wound up with a, this fucking gout attack and i get it 
like I get like an exceptional case. This is like, your most recent one, right? No, no, no. So this okay. is this is back in 2015, 2016. Okay okay. okay, okay. So what happened was I wound up with this gout attack, and it was a fucking bad gout attack, and I was like fucking like you know wound up with this little like it's a little. Tr- the tricycle type of thing that I push around, and I bend my mm-hmm, knee on mm-hmm. it so that I could still get around. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know which one my brother had when he twisted his ankle. So like I really w- bad. Yeah. So this is after you know, like I'm divorced and and uh, um, you know, I'm single and I'm trying to meet people mm-hmm. and like you know, like more friends or diversified friends, right. you know. And I see this thing, you know, like in meetup, and it was a street meet LA. Uh huh. And I was just like, I was like, oh, a group of photographers. And I saw some of the reference photography that, yeah. that had come from that. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Let me go do this. Right. And I go to it. And I, like I said, I'm on my little tricycle thing pushing me around. And a lot of people still remember that <laughs> from when they first met me. I got to find a picture. I'll insert it here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I went with my son. Okay. With Kai. So it was Your Kai. son's fucking hilarious, by the way. Yeah, I know. He's fucking awesome, man. My kids, my both my kids, Shay and Kai, man, shout out, because I fucking love you guys to death. <laughs> there you go. Um, and they're both fucking creative, and they're both, you know, curious about the world, and, That's you know, awesome. inspired, and, like, you know, the whole deal, you know? And um, so I go with Kai. I'm like, Kai, you want to go to this thing? When yeah, you yeah. To photo me. Just, like, help me, because then you could also help me, because I'm carrying my bag, and I want to take photos and yeah. i don't i don't know what, what it's gonna yeah. be like i right, have right. no clue right and i go there and i fucking meet dovey yeah and he, we're around this fountain and i think it was at griffith park and we were going to go into the la river thing right? yeah i know i know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is 2016 i want to say uh-huh and shout out to dovey and street me in LA. yeah hell yeah shout out to dovey and shit and like street me for real and, and so we go and we're like, we cross the thing and we cross this bridge and then we're in this like riverbed and we're walking around and like, I'm taking shots of everything. And like, I think, I don't remember who I shot at that thing. I, I mean, people that, I don't think anybody that's still around in terms of performers, but um, the point being, uh-huh. I got back home and I was like, oh shit, this was fucking cool. And I met a whole bunch of people right? and I fucking like this. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember that this was around the summertime and there wasn't another me or I think there was one me like a month or two later that I couldn't go to. Yeah. But I do remember the next meet that I actually went to uh-huh. and it was a Halloween meet. Okay. And it was street meet once again. And right. this time they were co-hosting with TFTI. Okay. But it was on the flyer, but I didn't know what it was. Right. I just knew street meet, you know? Right, right. And I go to this fucking thing and this one was different because it was a Halloween meet. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've already always been fascinated with science fiction and horror. And I fucking, I'm from Queens, New York, you know? I've always. Queens? Yeah. I love grittiness. I love city shit. I love street stuff. Like, that's what I fucking, like, I love the abstract. I love the beautiful. I love the diversity. Look, I'm a sun and moon person. Mm -hmm. I'm a yin and yang person. I'm a light and darkness person. I fucking believe in all of it the the balance of the two Mm -hmm. without one there isn't the other doesn't exist right and so i go to the street this is my second street meet and i'm shooting you know i I forget what's her name that she's walking around she used to be big in the scene and she's not so much anymore um and she's walking around with this black cape thing 
mm-hmm. and you know I'm shooting her and I'm shooting I'm seeing all these people with the with the um you know with the makeup and then you yeah. know like the the Mexican Latino LA yeah, influence type of fucking makeup yeah. yeah yeah and like I'm seeing all the shit I'm like this is fucking cool as shit this, like, this is my shit this is my sh- I feel like I'm I'm like coming into this thing that I'm like finding something that like I connect like connect with on a whole different level than right, everything right. I've done up to now and I remember so I'm following this girl around you know I shot her a couple times and I'm yeah. like fucking this is dope and the next thing she's standing on this pedal pedal pedestal, pedestal thing yeah. like a concrete pedestal uh-huh and she's up there doing this thing and all of a sudden I wasn't expecting it there's fire behind her and I'm going like what the fuck what the fuck fuck was that yeah when i first saw like fire performers i was like whoa they do this shit here yeah and i dude and by now i'm I'm just like completely like holy shit this is like disneyland but not like disney it's like dark disney you know and i'm going like it's like tim burton all day long yeah yeah and i'm I'm like this is fucking awesome and and the thing you know she finishes doing her set she's like all right no more photos or whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah and i go off to the dude and i'm like i'm like yo you know what is this and he's like yeah yeah and you know we start talking about it a little bit and i'm like yeah you know the thing i love about this street meet versus the first one i went to right there's this whole darker aspect to it and like i said it was a blend of Of both halloween yeah and the dark masks Mm -hmm. and then the 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 latino like you know the skulls and like all this fucking thing and now there's fucking fire right and he's like, oh, you should come out at night to the st- our street stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, have you heard of TFTI? And I was like, I was like, no. I mean, I saw it on the fucking flyer, flyer thing. Right. He's like, yeah, you should come out. And dude, it was Yancey. Okay. And I was just like, I was like, all right, you know, like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll come out. And my first TFTI, that was, you know, just like that was my third meet okay and it was like it was at this park uh i forgot the name of the park and they were doing a food drive mm-hmm. and i go to this thing and that was the first time that i it was like just night and street and like uh-huh. that type of vibe and we did a food drive we walked walked out and we you know gave food out and all this positive stuff then we walked back to the park and i think we walked down the broadway and seventh or something like that that, that was broadway and seventh is the, the typical spot yeah to- and i love that spot yeah and when we shot and we did that whole thing that was like literally the the beginning of me not just being hooked on the whole thing because it Mm -hmm. was more like a hook right you know what i mean because because like i said i i had already been doing all this stuff in a different way even for commercials and only tv and my own thing but this was like a whole different level a whole different level and yeah. it tied every aspect the right. latino i can't fucking stress enough mm-hmm. how much that shit means to me because it, i know i'm colombian i know i'm from the east coast right but that connection to the 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 la raza and like yeah. the whole culture in that sense well, i have pictures of you when you did your makeup yeah, yeah. dude yeah. you like i can't deny that whole fucking thing yeah. to, like that whole thing and then the photography and the creativity and the different models and the different performers and Mm -hmm. the different aspects of all this dude that was fucking it and then when i started meeting everybody and dude that's how i met you i met right i met you i met serge i met um 
um owen you know pull up la shout out you know hell yeah and like like you know everything like that whole thing right was like that was it and you know i met all kinds of people like t-rad and true right and like the um, five five crew yeah like all (laughs) all this you know all the different cultures and subcultures and conquer la and 6 a.m and like you know that whole aspect of it and then i saw the the difference between the people that were doing more the architectural cityscape stuff Uh and the people that were concentrating more on the portrait side of things you know and that's instinctively because at conquer la that's more lean towards the architectural cityscape all that yeah yeah and and like you know that whole side of it and i gravitated more towards the portrait side of the stuff and because this is this is where it may it really did it for me the thing with video at the time is that you Mm -hmm. need so much money because you need so much help and it's like a fucking different level of things right so i felt with the photography i was able to hit a creative peak Mm -hmm. easier it was more accessible to me and it was doable with me with by myself in the sense Uh that i didn't need a crew to execute it i get it and especially with the video at the at the time because the cameras hadn't reached that level of of performance of tracking that, uh, focusing right that that, shit, that, yeah. that the fo- just straight fo- photography was yeah. um so i went more into that aspect of it and that was also it was post lightroom lightroom had already been out mm-hmm. but this is the thing when i started you know because i've seen different people's progressions right. over the years right and when i started i was really one of the first people really doing that in that way with the whole Lightroom thing and really editing to that point. Right. I saw it like like I was looking at what other people were doing and they were snapseeding shit. They weren't really doing it at that level. No, people still don't do it to that level. I I brought like like put it this way, there's people you know, the influence factor, right? Right. And and like I understand like like a certain aesthetic they were reaching for and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and once again talking about the ego thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's the people that you've been influenced by and there's also the right. people you influence well then there's a trends that then they're happening too right yeah, yeah. and li- like I-, I started doing that shit and i started getting rec- recognition for it uh-huh. I-, I was like the first one like bringing like oh, my light stand with wheels right and then people seeing that and going like oh shit that makes fucking sense that's right. smart of course do that right. you know like like and i started doing all uh, like lighting and like figuring out how the fuck am i gonna get my lights but luckily i had work paying for shit right so I was able to like you know I started shooting with pro photo stuff uh-huh. like you remember back in right, the day right, right, right. I was shooting with pro photos the B200s Yeah exactly and I I would have you know luckily work was able to pay for the equipment that I was able to still use Right and I brought all this gear that I had but I was This is the thing I think anybody can do anything with any level of equipment right Right I had already been doing it I had uh-huh. already earned my equipment right through years uh, of work. Yeah, I wasn't given anything. I'm fucking first generation Colombian American, and I also came from a struggling thing. I was never given anything. Right. My mom was able to help me with my first guitar, and my dad eventually right bought me my first amp. Other than that, I mean, my first real amp, performing amp. Right. Not practice amp because that came from my mom yeah. and and like practice and stuff. Um, 
I struggled. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Every bit of gear I ever had, I fucking worked for, and I bought it, and I fought for it. Right. Because uh, I've always been hungry, and I've always strived to learn and get equipment because I knew that's how you would, I would make it. Correct. In a sense. Right. And making it is if making it is earning your living at doing your dream. Then you're there. Then I'm there. You know, like in that sense, I'm fucking there. In terms of making it, like you know, are you do fucking million pe people know you? Like fucking whatever. If you you're know? satisfied, you're content. That's all you can. Ask yeah, for. I'm fucking living the dream. I'm living the fucking path. I get to fucking create at the level I get to create at, and I'm inspired. I'm constantly inspired to do more. And at, at a like a, a, a bigger level, right. unfortunately, unfortunately, one of the big fucking drawbacks and setbacks is recently that you know, like, like all the photography for me with Instagram came with words, right? Uh -huh. Like my words are equally as important to me as my imagery, and, of course, you know. And Instagram, even though you know. I fucking hate it just like everybody else, you know. I still, you know, it's been my way of communicating and meeting people and showing them what I'm, what I can do, right? right? And unfortunately, being a fucking dumbass, I let somebody fucking take that from me. You know, I, I got hacked and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I let myself fucking get hacked and all those. All that fucking... All that work. All that work, you know? And the thing is, like, that's something that... It, it meant something to me because it, it, it was... It, I've used it as it's a... It's a showcase of your work and your progression. Yeah, and yeah. also as a journal. And, and, and as a diary in a sense that, like... Absolutely. Like, putting down my thoughts. Right. Associated with what was happening at that point in my life. Right. So it's crazy because, because my Instagram starts... Honestly, uh, actually, I created my uh, Instagram in Mexico City mm. when I was there directing a commercial for Valvoline. Okay. Uh, and it was with uh, El Conejo. Uh, uh, he was uh, the goalie for the Mexican soccer team. Okay, okay. He was a fucking huge goalie. Mm -hmm. And he pl played on both uh, the, the national team and, and also uh, Mexico City's soccer team i forgot which what the name Did of the team the last, la, 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 los, either los pumas or that's or, 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 or yeah. las Aguilas. I, I i don't i can't honestly america. remember yeah but he was was he, it yet was it a yellow color or blue I, I, don't, or, uh, I don't remember he but he was dude he was fucking famous you know he, america. yeah he was really well known you know i mean he's a famous guy and uh uh so i was there in mexico city and this this guy that i was there with um, was like, dude, you should start an Instagram for your photography because he saw already by that the point of it. my potential. Well, he loved my photography mm -hmm. and he was a director of photography and he was just like, dude, you should start it. Get fucking recognition because he thought at the time, he was like, people should see it. Right. You know, and that's pre any me or pre right. any of that style that I've, people know me for, I guess now, yeah. you know? I guess well, I well, that is full circle. So I, I I think we should probably leave it at that, and then for another conversation later on. But now uh, he came prepared. Uh, you know, anyway. So first of all, where can we follow you at? Oh yeah. So now I'm uh, uh, 
A. Vasquez Creative. Because my photo account is gone and because Instagram motherfuckers keep changing their fucking algorithm and now it's not a photo sharing app. I know. And I was I know. A. Vasquez Photo, but now I'm A. Vasquez Creative because now they're bringing more video into it. And that's cool too. I bring my video side and more and more into it. Well, better for good for us because, you know, I, I do like your, your video creativity. So Thank you. Thank you. And uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to? I know you have a long list. Well, I had yeah. So this is the thing. Like, like, like my list. I, being, the, what, being the Virgo that he is, he overthought everything. Yeah, I know. So my, this is the thing. I don't want to like. I was gonna shout people out, but this the problem is I don't want to fucking leave anybody. Just out. fucking shout it out. But, and if people get butt hurt, fuck them. Well, I don't. I don't want anybody to think. Oh fuck, I forgot him. So no, rather than shout out people in particular, I mean, I will shout out maybe a couple, but. What I'm going to shout out is the people that have continued this and made this a thing, which is Art and Chill. Word. You know, Brutal Masks. Word. Conquer LA. Yep. LM Meets. Uh, shout out to Rachel. Hell yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Grammars. Yep. OG. Like, she yeah. fucking goes back to the beginning of it, Such right? Such a good person, too. Yeah. Owen, Pull Up LA. Shout out. You know, uh, Shutterclick. Shutter you know, I Am Just Cause. Yep. You're right uh story films story films hell fucking yeah dude that's the dark side the dark i fucking side. love that shit and then of course Davi and street me la yeah. you know shout out to everybody for those that are not in the community those are all photo meetup community uh pages and groups and they're they're very essential to the creativity here in la uh, absolutely and, no and, 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 and an absolute staple to uh what we do yeah no no question and as far as the homies everybody fucking knows who they are i mean i see everybody at all the meets and i and you know that's the thing i want to say hi to everybody but at the same time i really honestly truly and you guys know me i don't want to fucking leave anybody out right so i'd rather just not say anybody so rather than than shout anybody out fuck everybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah right fuck you dave (laughs) all day yeah yeah so you know i mean i mean i the one person i gotta say uh shout out is definitely seven and avel which i already did a couple of times you know mad seven mad seven it's kind of spelled kind of weird but that's the homie Avel, good yeah. dude. And uh, homie's got my back. He's always had my back. He's a good you know? dude. He's a good. He's dude. a good guy. Yeah. If he was here, I'd give him a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, everybody else, you know, like I said, I don't want, I, I don't want to start because I'm gonna start, and then everybody's gonna be like, oh, what about me? What about me? Yo, I love you guys, and I think about all you. So you there know? you go. Sorry, right. hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We had a very good conversation. It, it was kind of enlightening to see where you started, where you're at, and then like you know, and see where you're going. So we'll probably we should probably have a conversation later on and see see where that leads us again. It'll be a little bit more compressed because a lot of the history's out. <laughs> we could actually <laughs> talk about photography or whatever. For sure, for sure. No, but I mean that's just cool. I mean like it doesn't always have to be about photography when we're doing these because like again it's a insight of to the person behind the personality behind uh, and that's what it's becoming in, in, in these conversations except for Matt's and fuck you Matt's and that was a total shit show <laughs> that's so fucking funny yeah alright but anyways uh, thank you for coming on and uh, fuck everybody I'll talk to you guys later bye <laughs>